0: Come on and join me on the B side.
1: When movie stars that weren't in their prime made all the movies that got left behind. That got them covered on the B side. You're gonna like it on the B side. Cause you got Danny Connor by your
2: side. Throwing in knowledge from the inside. And now you're listening to the B side. Hello, Welcome to another episode of the B Side Podcast for the film stage. Here we talk about movie stars, not the movies that made them famous or kept them famous, but the ones that they made by the sea in Uh between, even though that's not one of our B Sides, but we'll talk about it. Today we're getting sandy. We're putting on our swim trunks. We're taking our sunscreen, getting in the car, going down to Jones Beach. But not too fast. We're
1: not speeding.
2: Connor, you know what I'm talking (laughs) about. Going to Jones. I always preferred Beach 4. Uh, Don't at me. Love the public beaches. Long Islanders, what's up? Um, We're talking about Sandra Bullock today, who, as we all know, one of our great movie stars, who's kind of semi-retired, which I kind of knew, but even as we were looking into it, like The Lost City came out only last year as we're recording and made a healthy amount of money. But like during that press tour, she was kind of like, yeah, I came out to do this one, and I'm going away again, and it's right. kind of like, damn, dude, right. kind
1: of a bummer because I I like that movie, and I think like, sure, yeah, it's. I mean, I will say part of me is like, yeah, I guess that given her career, that's a that feels like an appropriate one to retire on because it's like kind of a return. I, to, I mean, she I, she'll be back. No, I think no, no. It's no. Kind I just of like, think it's yeah. funny because it is just like. It that weirdly feels like an uptick, you know, where you're like, hell yeah. Like she's fast. Well, and, she, and then she's <laughs> like, okay, bye. And I was, yeah.
2: And, and <laughs> well, she, we and could talk an, about it, but. Well, and I was going to say she's an actress and I feel like, um, you know, Julia Roberts is, a, has a little bit of this too. They have like very significant, um, peaks and valleys. Right. And I think, you know, Sandra Bullock, um, I mean, I think, other than Julia Roberts and Scarlett Johansson and Scarlett, it's hard because of the MCU element. I'm, she has the most $100 million grocers of any female mm. movie star, right? I think she is very much like at the highest possible echelon of, you know, takeaway gender, any type of movie star. So definitely excited to talk about it. Our guest today has wanted to talk about her for a long time. Yeah, I think we we
1: earmarked this maybe like two years ago. Wow. Yeah. And,
2: yeah. <laughs> Uh, this uh, his his name is Kevin Tudor. You know him, you love him. Co-host of Almost Major, we love the podcast. Um, you guys, as we are recording, are tackling Lionsgate movies. Maybe tell the listenership a little bit about the podcast, kind of what you're tackling, uh, as we as you know, Lionsgate wise and and whatnot.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, first, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on this is a dream this is my favorite podcast this is oh, what made me want to do a film podcast and to do a film podcast that I actively love and is a film podcast that I would listen to if I was not involved and that's what I get from y'all just the way that we're doing the mini majors and all of those movies those are the type of the movies that y'all talk about Should, in yeah. other podcasts I listen to like the mixed reviews they just talk about just the ones that are just remember that one that's always fascinated me so right i want to thank y'all so much um but yeah almost major so it is a podcast talking about many major studios we do mi- mini series, we've done uh, artisan and now we're on to lionsgate from 98 to about 2005 pretty much pre saw two before they just blew up um right we've we've done uh this miniseries series have done american psycho we've done rules of attraction we've done just recently lovely and amazing and then just stuff that just truly just never heard of like a slipping down life with lily taylor yeah yeah so just random stuff like that we got um unfortunately i I'm terrible with getting guests together. So I reached out to Connor and then just didn't reach back out. And then now I'm just like, well, I don't have much
2: left. (laughs) But (laughs) but you will be coming on, I swear to
3: God. All right. Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll figure
2: out. Yeah, almost major. I remember I feel like we were talking about early on when you guys were coming up with the idea. And I love I mean, cause like you said, Kat, like all of those mini major runs are like i was i was younger those are all the like the new market movies mm-hmm. right the Lionsgate movies the free you know paramount all, vantage
1: paramount oh, vantage. Yeah.
2: <laughs> think film think film oh, yeah. all of those all of those movies are so important to me and so it's so cool that you guys are doing it it's such a good idea for like a, a framework for a podcast so definitely excited to come back on and and i always enjoy listening to uh Oh, it was, like movies like Our Christmas, or, or what, what was it called? <laughs> Our, ex, Our, Our X Christmas, Our X, X-, X-, X- yeah. was the Abel yeah. Flower movie. Um, yeah. Anyway, so okay, Sandra Bullock. Uh, we're getting Sandy. Well, put
1: some respect on it. Hasty Pudding Theatrical Awards, two thousand four, Woman of the Year. Oh no. hell yeah, Same. Sandra, Bullock, Sandra <laughs> yeah.
2: Bullock. Yeah, director of the short film Making Sandwiches. Uh, we've all seen it. Just getting A movie you cannot find. <laughs> now, okay. Our B-sides for today will be, and I think we're gonna we're gonna be a little loosey-goosey because there's a lot of movies to talk about. She's yeah. been around for a long time. But the official four are Love Potion number nine from 1992. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna pop over to Help Me
1: Out, Connor. What's the next one? 28 Days is the next
2: one. So okay, we're we actually kinda
1: and it I, you know, whatever. It speaks to her movie stardom or whatever, but we are gonna, that's a big jump, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: There's a lot in between.
1: Betty Thomas's
2: 28 Days in the year 2000, and then we're going to pop over to the, the old, the old lake house.
1: Mm-hmm. Just take a trip out of We are getting sandy, f- like stop. we said. Pop,
2: so. by, pop by the lake, yeah. uh, the old lake house in 2006, and then finish with, and this is, God, a tough finisher. Man, I always hate when <laughs> it ends on a fucking stinker, but... Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about anything that's
3: crisis. Please yeah. don't 2015's
2: talk about Our Brand is crisis. Like, yeah, today our directed brand is not by David, Directed
1: by David Gordon Green, yeah. who I have to think was like there half the time. A movie Anyways. that feels so, uh, in both the who's in it, who made it, what it's about. Like, a movie that feels so of its time. Like,. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uh, I think more so, so than so, one that we've watched in a long time. Like so of its time, and yet
2: five years too late, right? It's like well, a weird right, Like,
1: but I, but I guess yeah. I, the five yeah. years too late of it all is kind yeah. of the of the time thing. Oh, do you know what I mean? Like where you're exactly? Like, what is this? Well, it's like for? a Clooney.
2: Like, it's basically it was a Clooney. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it, but it was it was a Clooney project? Yeah. That he that he at a certain point was like didn't have time for, and they just kind of like pivoted it to Sandy. And it just uh, uh, it shows. I don't even know. Yeah, we'll talk sure, about it. Sure. But um, okay, so Sandra Bullock in our lives, uh, mm-hmm. in our in our lives. So what was the first thing I saw so Sandra Bullock in? Okay, so I'll start. I guess it was it would have had to have been speed, just because speed was everywhere. Boom. I would have been six years old. But not here, but here, but here, speed. Here, I'm just saying. Like, but let me but <laughs> actually. But, but hang on. Let me tell you the yeah. one that I remember. Okay, the one that I remember as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, the Julie Mecca favorite, the one that we had that I watched. I wonder, Connor, you probably can guess.
1: It's while after, you were sleeping.
2: No, 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 no. No, after that, after Speed, come the on, net. You look Practical oh, no. Magic. Actually, no, but that's a close second, Practical Magic. Because right that feels that. too late. Like you. Forces of Nature. Seen. Hope floats. Hope. Yeah. Yeah, okay. floats. That Horse not, but there's no way that yeah. could have been no, your no, no. I'm I mean, No, no i know that okay I'm, I'm acknowledging like stuff like while you were sleeping and and speed were around sure i'm just saying connor as you often say like oh i didn't really know who she was well, until
1: until a certain point hope sure.
2: floats for me was like i don't know if you guys know that movie but like it opens with like the it's like a ricky lake like she gets mm-hmm. like your husband's cheating on you like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it, you know it like destroys her life she goes back home She's like a pariah in her, like, kind of too close for comfort, small town. I believe her name's Birdie, right? It's like, hmm. it's like her name's not Hope. I <laughs> no. know, which is insane. But it was like a modest hit, right? It's like, you know, I remember Force specifically Whitaker.
1: the, do you yeah. guys remember the band Live? Oh, of yeah. course. I remember the Live Needle Drop that was like, I don't know if it was in the movie, but it was definitely in the trailer. Did you read about live recently how like one of their band members is like a QAnon guy? That's like, cool. That's the least surprising <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's here. like a whole a crazy thing. Yeah. Um, that was around the time because Hope Floats was what year? That was like... 98. 98. So that yeah. was also like right before the beach, which I believe they also had like a needle drop in uh, mm-hmm. or they did like a movie song for maybe if I'm thinking sure, about it not? Anyway, that's like the weirdest. I like i remember a little bit about hope floats i remember the trailer like it was yesterday like on like you know a vhs or whatever like for sure um in- interesting they're not just i'm just gonna say there must be in the
2: trailer they're not in the soundtrack okay right yeah now. then i remember yeah.
1: it's definitely in the trailer for
2: sure um, um connor what about you you can't have a more interesting one than no, that. What, no, what is no, your- no 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 no
1: it's not i it's to your point like I guess it was speed, so the first time I saw speed because
2: like I'll say this Demolition... like, for example, demolition man ninety three that would I imagine would also be an early one for people, yeah, our age. I saw that I did later. Not see that. yeah, yeah, me I saw too. that me like too. on
1: cable maybe a couple of years at like maybe by mm-hmm. ninety five or whatever the the one I would say I think actually might I might have seen first because I didn't see speed until it was like I was at my older brother's house, he and his wife, like had a bunch of random VHSs that I would put in all the time. I was like staying there for like a couple of weeks. This was in Virginia and speed was one of them. So I watched speed like that you know, a couple of weeks a ton of times. Mm. Um, but that was years later and that was the first time I saw speed. That might have been like 96 when I when when that happened. And so I'm fairly certain I saw the net before yeah. that. So I think I think chronologically, my first experience was the net. And then, but obviously speed is the one that makes the impact. And then, yeah, she didn't really, I didn't really think about her as a, as an entity weirdly until, and this is, this is the funny thing. Like the two, if by C trailer <laughs> calls her out, you know, it's like, but it's like, you know, it's like Dennis like Leary just Dennis while Leary. While you were yes, sleeping, exactly. Sandra <laughs> Bullock. Yes, exactly. So
2: I saw Dennis um, O'Leary cre- first build into it by six. Yeah. I <laughs> think
1: I, I'm fairly certain. I just saw... like to give
2: you a sense of like what 95 and 96 was like, where it was like, Dennis O'Leary was like, Oh hell. Yeah. A not, their, f-
3: not their first collaboration either. He's a demolition man. I know. Or he yeah. gets five minutes to be like, I hate smoking. I can't smoke. And I can't smoke in restaurants. You ever think about that? And you're just yeah. like, Oh
1: boy, he eats yeah. like the rat yeah. burgers and stuff. Um, Yep. I, I'm fairly certain I saw uh, while you were sleeping at a drive-in, Sure. and maybe wow. there was a trailer. Well, it couldn't have been a trailer for Two if by Sea, but anyway, it's well, like, maybe it's the I mean, amalgamation of all that that it that's where I was like, oh wait, this one per-. that actually might have been also my first concept of someone being like ubiqu like a ubiquitous movie star, like not only like oh that's the same person from that thing that I know about. Yeah. It, this was more like. Oh, she's was, everywhere yeah, yeah that was like me acknowledging as a child like oh this person is in a lot of things like kevin, uh, what kevin what do you uh, i how old i i, I don't want to ask you
2: eight, I, uh, how old are you roughly like what is it like when am okay so you're younger than us so so what would it be what is your first sandy forces
3: <laughs> forces nature did no it's the worst that's the worst. Is it two um, if
1: Because that is the worst. Please worse. tell me it's no, all it's about worse. Steve. Like you didn't wreck it you didn't know. Need... <laughs> is it gunshy? <laughs> Still worse. No, oh, what wow. is it's Crash. Okay. Oh no. That's not Okay. No. Yes that's... it is.
3: The worst movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean Crash is bad, but it's not. Admittedly, I don't it's know. Not it's not Crash bad. Yeah, I will. I will say this:
2: uh, Crash, a Lionsgate movie, by the way. Um, sure. Yeah, it's
3: not happening.
1: Um, <laughs> you're like, don't even, don't no. even put that now out. Now, let here. me see.
2: Now, now, I feel like I've said this before. When I, so what I would have been in high school when Crash was was kind of exploded or whatever you want to call it. I will. I'll fully admit, I loved Crash. Oh, like I did when, too. When Crash came out, nah. I was like. Nah, I, I did. Oh, I did. I, what I, I, was, in I theaters, was, I was like, I was like, holy shit guys.
1: They did it. Not to, they figured not to it humble out. brag. Uh-oh, I here was, we go. I was dating. You've always too, too cool. been cool. You were okay. too cool. I was, for, I was it. no, it was a dumb contrarian thing. If I'm being honest at the time, but I was dating somebody who was a little older than me and was, Ooh. was like, was like a freshman in college. Oh, and you're so and cool. Bro. Went, and, went, <laughs> and and, 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 They, like, went to a screening of Crash or whatever, and I remember we talked afterwards, and she was like, I just saw this movie. It, like, changed my life, like, all this stuff, and then I, sight unseen, a couple months later or whatever, bought the DVD and was like, cool, I'm going to watch this movie, and we watched it together, and it ended, and I was like, that sucked. (laughs) Dude, you were so, so oh, <laughs> I've known Connor a long time. He's got some gems of stories like
2: that. Like very like that age, like that thing you love, yo, fuck that thing you love, dude. I'm so uh, But like, here's I, the thing,
1: either I mean, way. You, you were right, you were I right. was right.
2: right. Yeah. Here's my thing about Crash, okay. Now Sandra, Now okay. Sandra Bullock, Sandra, <laughs> now, so we've, okay, so we've talked about this on this podcast a lot. My thing with like. Like if you look at my letterbox right, I think I have I think I have Crash as three stars. Okay, now obviously that's high for
1: most people. Okay,
2: but my argument or my explanation is that they all called, go to
1: Matt Dillon, right?
2: Well, yeah. Oh well, yeah, Matt Dillon is great. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm not, but yeah, I'm not not taking but, away
1: from him. He's the best but, part of the um, movie.
2: My reasoning is like I do, I have I hold a lot of credit for like what the movies meant to me when I saw them. sure. So like for me, it's like, yes, yeah, certainly I would like when I saw Crash, if there was Letterboxd, I would have given it five stars. Right. Obviously. Right. Which would have been Obviously. But my point is I, the three stars is almost like an acknowledgement of like, when I look, when I was 16, whatever, however old I was. And you know, the William Fichtner's like talking to Don Cheadle about how like, it's all corrupt and like, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, it's racist, but this is how it is at that age that was insightful to me now sure, does that yes. mean i yeah. was a sheltered you know white kid from the suburbs yeah i mean yes i've yeah, got that was well true. i think that also just means
1: that the movie so is, is literally like if you would have been a sophomore in high school or whatever it just almost means that the movie is literally sophomoric right like it's just <laughs> it's, yeah, sure. it's for high schoolers yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like, and I think, yeah so i think to that degree
2: you know um yeah, it's like now it's become obviously a punchline, you know, infamously so, right? Jack Nicholson saying, Crash! Crash! crash right, like, and all that. But um, I do think... Sorry, yeah, I'm just thinking all, that. It's not really easy to defend. But the Sandra Bullock... What's crazy is the Sandra Bullock part of the film with Brendan Fraser, as a matter of fact... Mm. It might be is, the worst part. It might be the worst part. <laughs> yeah. because Because it is the part where it's like... She's just the she's like the Karen, yes. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Like who then like also has a hard time. That's kind of the like the trajectory but, of that character's and like and then and then her she's maid hateful. her maid
1: cures her racism. Yeah, because well, she, she like, falls, down falls down the stairs down and, the and the stairs. she's like, Here, let me
2: help you up. And she's like oh she's like, God, You can help too. Exist.
0: you
3: can
2: also <laughs> help. Yeah, it's a tough role. Um, not her not her best moment. Um okay so Crash was the first time you saw Sandy B um, I yeah like I obviously I was like
3: 13 so I knew of Miss Congeniality and all that and it wasn't like I was like right. oh I'm a young boy I'm not gonna rent that I rented plenty of stuff my brothers made fun of I just never got found one that I was just like I need to watch right. more of her right. uh, a few years ago I went down like a rabbit hole of all of her stuff so that's what really got me ready for all of this
2: but yeah what's your favorite what's your favorite Sandra, Sandra book movie <sighs>
3: It might be miscongeniality, or uh, as far as like starring.
2: Like well, just any like is it gra- like is gravity up there? Like is it like is like it, is, s- it is it miscongeniality? Would that be the, your? Pe- it
3: would probably be if it's not miscongeniality, it's speed. But I think speed. of that as a Keanu Bullock Co star, you know, but like Miss Congeniality, it's like you're buying the ticket because it's just her on the poster, and I think she's fantastic in it. And like you're so, so it's not who shot
2: Patakango. I got
3: five (laughs) minutes into that, and I was like, This (laughs) looks like it's porn. I'm not here's the thing.
2: So, this is actually a good segue into so, what I think is interesting about Sandra Bullock as a movie star is, and this is not overly common with people as stratospheric as Bullock, right? she um is from virginia right um one of our, like like i said before one of our big big movie stars at a relatively young age she starts um starring in a bunch of stuff but it's like kind of lo-fi stuff like hangman you know who Shot not go whatever but then i think m- bigger than any of those movies right and we were talking about this uh on on twitter uh before we started recording she books the lead role as Tess McGill in the 1990s sitcom Working Girl, right? Which is obviously an adaptation of this the incredibly successful Melanie Griffith film from only a, a couple of years prior, right? So it only lasts, I think it's literally 12 episodes. I'll put the link. They're all on YouTube. I watched like three oh, of them. Oh, wow. And, and it's very much like what you would expect – you know, like that show in 1990 to be, it's like extremely broad, you know, Sandy's holding it together with her kind of what would become her trademark, which she would kind of, you know, refine as she got bigger, which is like that kind of incredibly stunningly beautiful, incredibly charming. No, no human does the camera love more than her. And yet you feel like you could be walking to get your mail and like look across the street and Sandra Bullock would also be, you know, yeah. put getting her mail right, like, which is like, you know, you don't feel that way about Angelina Jolie, you don't feel that way about Nicole Kidman, right? You don't. There's like plenty of
1: actresses and actors. I think people who, like, would argue that, that for Julia Roberts too, but I, but I would I argue think, that that I don't think I think Sandy has that over Julia. Like there's I, a hundred yeah, yeah, percent. Like, Sandy does. has it over Julia. Yeah, like where there's a level of uh, approachability. That, 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 yeah, like you, uh, and and to your point, Dan, obviously as beautiful as she is, it's, there's this, you know, you know, a thousand people like Sandra Bullock, right? Like you've, you've been in a thousand conversations with those people and that, yeah, that's, that's the key to it. Right. That like,
2: and and so I think, yeah. And I think, you know, and I, I tweeted this as well when you, so many of the early reviews are like, viscerally mean to her in a way mm. that feels like mad that it, like and look this we've talked about this before on the podcast like it's 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 it's, it's like disgustingly common right like any mm-hmm. actress you know julia roberts among them you know I, we we probably talked about it when we talked about cameron um, diaz like we ta- you know, like you
1: know like, cameron like diaz oh, we talk yeah. about,
2: mm-hmm. where it's like it's almost like if you're too pretty Right. And you made a few kind of like stinkers or like perceived flops early on. They're almost like like she gets these like very weird comparisons. Like I, I'll link to a couple of them just for reference in the in the article. But like in like the takedown of I think it's um I think I can pull it up. I think it's like is it the bionic showdown that she was on? <laughs> no, it's it's like one of the more mainstream movies. But it's like it's a I think it's Janet Maslin for like um um one of the mid 90s flops and she just like rails oh no it's it's for in love and war it's for in love and war oh. she's like she's like her minnie mouse looks god damn. you know and it's just like you can look critics critique and obviously you know the film stage like a lot of criticism like fine but it's weird when you go back and it feels like weirdly targeted where it's like are we talking about the movie anymore nope. like now yeah. it seems like you're just like going Left to be like, yo, and also Sandra Bullock sucks, and she like <laughs> looks too good, and it's like she's not even that good, and like she got lucky with speed, and you're like, whoa, okay, whoa, this is... no, no So no. anyway, there's a lot of that, and that's a, that's a tough. that's just uh, I I hope as we continue on, that is becoming less. But anyway, so yeah, so she, you know, these lesser seen movies, the um, Working Girl uh, sh- uh show. And then, oh, Bionic Showdown, here we go. The (laughs) the television film, the six million dollar man movie, right? Right. Um, Her first big lead role is in Love Potion number nine in nineteen eighty-two. our first B side, directed by Dale Lawner. I don't know if you guys looked this guy up, but he, this is his like big cash checked
1: because he wrote ruthless people Oh wow. rotten scoundrels oh, and damn. my
2: cousin vinny well yep. you're,
1: you you really uh, conveniently skipped over Blind Date. I, there, I did I think, skip so. over Blind Date. I did.
2: I skipped over the Ethan Hawke soon to be B side. Or no, no, not I Ethan Hawke. always Blind Date. Blind Date is that. Kim Mystery Day. Basinger,
1: Bruce Willis. Which, like, I'm sorry. Honestly, the real question that. I have with Blind Date is which B side episode is it going to be covered on? Kim Basinger or Bruce Willis? And you know what's funny? <laughs> and you know what's so funny that I skipped over? It, it was also a hit.
2: Wow. So, so I should take that back. So it is. Yeah, you're right. Ruthless people blind date. Dirty Round Scoundrel and my scoundrels and my cousin Vinny. He wrote them all. They're all basically hits. And then he directs and writes Love Push Number Nine, which is so not a hit that he like didn't do anything else ever again. The fact okay. that
3: Twentieth Century
2: Fox put this out,
3: yeah, is yeah. Now, nuts. So
2: this movie, I, I guess I'll just do the uh, the the synopsis here. You got Sandra B., you got Tate D., Tate yep. Donovan, for, Tate Don- for the uninitiated. And um, they are uh, collaborating scientists, right? They're living these kind of equally sad and separate lonely lives of of, of nerds, right? They're freaking nerds who like, don't know how to talk. Just a couple to- of dweebs. They're a couple a of dweebs. dweebs. <laughs> they got glasses and stupid hair Well, idiots. like what I
1: love is like, and this is maybe, I don't, we can talk about the whole glow up thing in this movie, I think that's
2: my favorite part of the movie. I think
1: think Sandra looks like...
2: They like do. They, they don't cheese She, yeah, she they looks don't, They don't cheese all <laughs> that her. They don't
1: she's all that her. Right? Like her teeth. Which or is, she got buck her teet- glasses off. No, no, no. But I'm saying to be like, pretty, not, you can't have yeah, glasses. Like for instance, not to uh, just a quick sidetrack, but this is a good comparison, yeah. right? Like last night I watched Practical Magic, right? No, and they do kind of go. It's not that she's supposed to be homely in that movie or anything, but she is supposed to be sort of like the like one, the one sister, yeah. and then Kidman is the other sister, right? And part of that the way they do that is like she wears glasses, right? And it is, that's the thing where you're like, okay, so the only way we can make Sandra Bullock somehow look less beautiful is like, okay, we're gonna put glasses on her, which whatever, okay. But make also, real dweeb, we, the yeah. only way it's gonna pay off is like, we have to put her next to Nicole Kidman as her <laughs> sister. Like, the third most beautiful person who was ever in anything, okay. Whoa. like uh-huh. The reason it
2: works is, me and my wife are talking about this, like, Nicole Kidman looks like we've, we've mentioned this before. She looks like alien. I think like she looks like from another world. I understand why Mm -hmm. it happens.
1: I just think it's funny because Sandra Bullock is so beautiful that the only way you can make her look like normal is to put her next to Nicole Kidman. Right? Like, well, that's, I and think think I think like,
2: Though I do like Hope Floats. I do like Hope Floats. I do think one of the problems with Hope Floats is almost that where it's like in Hope Floats is like Birdie's so embarrassing. Like, don't even talk to Birdie. And it's like you mean <laughs> no, it, Sandra yes, Bullock? If Sandra
1: right Bullock right is there, in like, your hometown, like, Sandra Bullock is the most beautiful person in your hometown. Like, unless yeah. yeah. exactly. Harry Connick Jr. is there. Yeah, I know, who's well, very, that's true. he's also, hands. he's, is <laughs> throwing fastballs in that one. Let me co-star, tell you, he's looking Co-star of excess baggage. uh Jr. Harry, right. Harry Connick
2: Jr. is looking <laughs> But anyway, sorry, back to love, love Push post. number 9. <laughs> so <laughs> Love Push number 9, so they're both kind of like dweeby people who don't know how to talk to the opposite sex, what have you. And, um, and Tate Donovan and his boys, they, every month, the narration of this movie, sweet God, the voiceover, they like, Go do an adventure, right? Like to yeah. keep that to like have fun, and so like one month they go to a tarot card reader who is now look Anne Bancroft, who <laughs> we look we we love a legend. Okay, R.I.P. Uh... Anne Bancroft, an icon in her time. Right, the graduate, a million other movies. Right, like she's great. This is actionable. Like her performance in this film. Is, is like an actionable like someone like should bring her have to been, the hague like. i'm not saying anybody should have went to jail i'm just saying somebody should have been like handcuffed somebody had been tagged
3: for this at yeah, least, get, at
2: least
1: get knocked a, a knock on the door of like hey yeah, yes. somebody you should know, have gotten
2: like, like at yeah. least questioned like yeah. brought into an interrogation room and just you know maybe it's dale honor and maybe it's not bancroft <laughs> it's somebody somebody needed to oh can this. i can i make Please. a slight counter Okay, yeah.
1: No, no, hang on, hang on. It I agree. in a Hemingway. No, no, no. I, agree. I agree. I agree. I <laughs> agree. Also, also I actual. do think I do think Bancroft's performance works in another version nope. of this movie that's like a little more Mel Brooksy, like a little broader and a little like I can I I don't think I will. I don't think I could ever disagree with you more. I, <laughs> the
2: sentence is... is jail, no matter what. <laughs> she is so. Bad. It's like the minute she shows up, I was like, we are not doing this and then it's like the scene you first of all hang on the though. scene is like seven hours long yes that very scene long. Is but
1: i guess this is my point i think the, i long. think the scene sets and it is a it's uh it is a broad movie right it's a broad Well, no movie just real quick so pr- so yeah, sorry, so go.
2: tate donovan is just like
1: hey you know tarot card reader
2: person mm-hmm. and she's also got the kind of like half brown fit it's like very yep, kind of not good not a great it's pivoting to a bad place and she's like um, oh, you're like, okay, you're a loser. Let me look at your hand. Like, you have no confidence. She's like, I got something for you. And she gives him basically like a little, like a folded paper's worth of love potion number eight. Right? Why?
1: Yeah, she basically gives him like a tab of acid, basically. And he, yeah. but like, And he takes that.
2: it and he's like, fuck off. This is stupid. Puts it in his pocket, goes home. Throws it in the trash. His cat gets to it while he sleeps
1: cat magic there's Great a million
2: scene. a million cats are like trying to <laughs>
1: screw his
2: cat essentially it's like the he's Batman like, he's returns like, Catwoman. Scene. a little bit it's like a little yeah. bit yeah. same <laughs> year same yeah. year and he's like what's up with this this tab of acid love potion number eight goes to his lab tests it sandy's there too and they basically discover that this love potion number eight it it's they explain it it manipulates your vocal cords so that everybody of the opposite sex like is enthralled with everything you say and everybody
1: who's in your own sex is like like can I can I say this this is the part of the movie that I like actually like I do kind of like well you're
2: well you're a man of science I am a man of
1: science (laughs) as we all know no 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 but I'm I'm also like a How does this work? What are the rules person? You know? And so I do like that. They explain it. Yeah. Like I kind of like the idea that this movie takes a minute to be like, how would a love potion work? Like as silly as it is. You appreciate that. Exactly. That's like a level of like screenwriting that like, and I don't think the movie like fully executes because I'm fairly certain it like breaks the rules five times, but I think the setup is nice. And the good. thing, like, the thing, it breaks the
2: most because you almost need to break it because then mov- the movie couldn't happen. Is like it establishes that like other men or women, if you're a man or a woman, right, people of your own sex, like the monkey wants to like hurt.
1: Am I wrong about this? That well, happens, that's right? that's like, a dosage thing. So that's the, oh, that's a thing that because because Bancroft okay. tells uh, Little Man Tate that. Um. <laughs> nice, thanks, dude. Thanks, bro. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah. I was like, is, the kid, so, is that kid? Is that kid no, in no, the movie? No. Bancroft tells Katie that <laughs> you insane. have to dilute what's in it, otherwise it will be too powerful. And when they right. test it out on the chimp. It yes. basically becomes like a sex version of the rage, of like Of like the rage chimp from 21 20 days, days Later. Like it's like <laughs> right. it like the wants to rape wall. Yeah. It wants to <laughs> it like wants to straight up rape the other like lady yeah. lady. Well, chimp, which right? that, I mean, that's all part of this movie. And, is, yeah. and now what, what the big problem I have with this movie is that there are things it starts to explore. It's like it uh, the problem I have with this movie is that it came out in 1992. I actually think if somebody remade this movie, it could actually be fascinating and great. Because I think this movie <laughs> yeah. I think this movie starts to explore like in in a very like 1990s early 90s way, like bad way, right? But it starts to explore like the ethics of like a love poet. and like what like what that means and what like how that well, relates to so just the politics so, yes. of, of human yeah. interaction right and well like, so
2: basic, right so basically like what they they do yeah stuff you can't do now like so for example like tate donovan gets like cucked in a bar by two beautiful women specifically one beautiful woman you know one beautiful woman and like he's embarrassed she's like Tell yeah, me she you him. She him. yeah she tears she tears him yeah she tears him to right? shreds right yeah. And then he goes back to the bar with the potion to test it in like a real space, yes, right? Because basically, Sandra Bullock and Tate's chocolate chip cookies they like <laughs>
1: go. <laughs> they, now they we're go. On a roll, dude. I know yeah. I, I had it in my head, yeah. I had
2: to do it. I'm thinking, go <laughs> to um, they, they're like, okay, we're gonna test it, but we can't uh, we can't like be seeing each other because we'll, we'll Tate taint our own tests if we do that so he goes back to the bar that he was at where he got embarrassed which to be clear the
1: movie acknowledges is like them feigning scientific integrity like they clearly are both like like, into each other well and like into the idea of like having fun with this thing right because they're like dweeby yeah yeah yeah, yeah, but but they use that as an excuse right so it's but so.
2: But so he goes back to the bar and to that like mean woman, right? Yeah. He tries it out. I mean,
1: admittedly, and she is very mean to him. It's like, Sure, <laughs> but it doesn't
2: make it right. That yes, then in, yeah, like she's basically trying to have sex with him in the bar, not understanding well, what she's doing because of the potion, it's, right? It, Which yeah, is yeah, like, it's
1: like you're sort of conversationally roofying a person, basically. One hundred percent. And that, yeah. admittedly, I think like, and it comes up a little later with with Sarah, Sandra Bullock's like. You know, swile beau who kind of comes back or whatever, right? Like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but yeah, he's like has her under his spell. Yeah. Like, it becomes
2: like a Little Mermaid, e-
1: e- thing, yeah. And basically. and I think and I think the movie does have this kind of dalliance with like, oh my god, like I've been feeling this way under my will, like out, you know, sorry, against my will, and and what does that mean? And that's where I kind of was like, oh, you like fucking. You're so close. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the movie's like so (laughs) close. And I think, you know, whatever. And I'm talking about a movie, a version of the movie that doesn't exist. So, whatever. But it is, it it was frustrating enough to me that I was like, oh, this is like almost a very good movie. Like, it's like two drafts away from being like. It's a uh, fascinating movie. Yeah. That's kind (laughs) of what I mean. Like, I wouldn't say.
2: Did you, like, what was, like, by the end of it, what is. Like, what's your main takeaway? Like, uh, Sandy wise or otherwise from Love Potion?
3: I I mean, I think uh, in this type of role, you get to see what makes her you know, not America's sweetheart because that's Julia Roberts, but the type of person that she typically plays like in a miscongeniality and whatnot, where she does mm-hmm. have the kind of dorky stuff, you know, like a miscongeniality. She has her snort and laugh and whatnot, but she's also when she gets made over, she's put together and all that, but she's still, you know, when she's walking out and she thinks she's hot shit and whatnot and then falls on her face. Like, well, yeah, the physical
2: comedy sure, yeah,
3: yeah. Like that, that's Sandra Bullock in like one scene right there is, yeah. is that. So I think you start to get that because you obviously you get her before the, before the makeover and all of that, so I think it's because it's the weird thing where it's just like st- the 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 poster on Letterbox has her on it, but the poster like the actual poster is just Tate Donovan and like nine other women. It's like yeah. oh, this is a Tate Donovan right. vehicle. I'm yeah. looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: a tater tot. A, God
0: yeah.
3: damn it! It's a little Tate. Oh, pretty good. Uh, pretty, I good. Keep saying.
0: Um,
1: pretty good. No, I yeah, I Tate, think, yeah Tate's first build. For I think sure, that's yeah. well said, Kevin. Like I do think. I mean, and we should say, like this. We're kind of cheating a little bit with this because it's sort of before she became like a bona fide movie star. But it's I mean, a, it's, her it's, first, a, it's her first it, it's a, role. No, no, I no, mean, it, but it, uh, that's the thing It's, what I'm saying. it's, a, mood, it's, it's so, sort of I yeah. think a window into her early career and a window into like, oh no, this person's got the goods. Like, and, mm-hmm. and that that I think that I think is important. And I think she. Yeah, I think she's relatively unimpeachable in the movie. I think she does a good job. Like, I think she kind of holds it down. I think even, I even think Tate Donovan, Donovan does a fine job. I I just think like, (laughs) I just think like, you can't stand it. I I think he's kind of right for it, but I don't know if it's the, like there's a scene where he fucking takes the potion and then he goes into a sorority house Oof, and, that's and That is legit. That is le- I, I, that was where I was like, because for well, that, the movie, kind of coasted <sighs> along for a minute, and I was sort of thinking what I was just saying, which is like, I kind of was like, oh, this movie's like almost, yeah, because like he stopped, like the that mean woman at the bar, like he yeah, stops he stops himself. It. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, You're and like, okay, okay, and, okay, he, and right, he's doing right. it just as a means of like getting payback or whatever, and nothing, Still not nothing, great, but, yes, yeah, but yeah, yeah, n- but but nothing illicit happens, like. And mm-hmm. and and again, I think there's a way to you know write that scene in like a remake that's probably toes that line better and is still satis- in a remake. Satisfying. In a
3: remake, this would be a horror movie, and he would be like an <laughs> incel, and they would have to bring him down like my man in Chronicle. I do, <laughs> like... I,
2: I do. You know, it's funny though. I do think you, you're talking about the remake. Like, I I I I always think m- movies like this should be remade more than like. Successful movies because mm-hmm. it's like always that thing of like yeah, it's, and it's, we talk and we and we look. I mean, obviously, a lot of the movies we talk about are movies like this where it's like it's
1: sixty five percent there. I think that's it's what I'm like, saying. The, yeah, nu-
2: like, the nugget is good. You yeah. can tell why somebody wanted
1: yes. to make yeah, you know,
2: exactly. the successful screenwriter
1: exactly had it. You know, it's an interesting <laughs> idea. So for sure, you can understand. But the sorority how you get scene the is where light, I t- where but, I turned on the movie where I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah, oh, like, no, well, would, it's, like, it's
3: such a short scene. Oh wait, it's a minute long. Yeah, it's like a minute
1: long. I will say the the most the movie tries to pay it off is um, there is a sex worker Mary that, Mara yeah, yeah. that yeah. after um, she's after, kind
2: of fun in it no in in she's, a way. I, I think yeah. she
1: I think she's one of the better parts of the movie if I'm being honest yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she um, she gets sent to Tatey Tate's house. Uh, after yeah. he gets turned down by this woman at the bar as a sort of mea culpa right, from his friends. friends.
2: Yeah, like, yeah. The friends like send her she over. She to...
1: winds up basically casing the joint. She sees his stereo and his record collection and all this stuff and like yep. and I will say it is like a sweet pad. Um, but... Well, science, scientists in yeah, I 92, mean, they were making... of course, I mean, of course. Oh, yeah. Scientists in 92 are like architects in 96, you know what I mean? Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, but... Exactly. But anyway...
2: Calmness in 98. So,
1: Mary-, <laughs> Mary Mara is like case in the joint and ultimately gets her hands on the potion. The potion, yeah. And uses it to rob Tate Donovan blind, right? Yep. And... Yep. Yep. Then uses it to rob his friends blind and whatever, but doesn't know the rule about like diluting the potion. Yeah. So this is where the payoff of the chimpanzee thing comes into play, where the third act of the movie is her showing up at the wedding of Sandra Bullock and her ex boyfriend or ex, you know, squeeze yeah. or whatever yeah, you want to X, call it, ex hookup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and all the people turn around see. Mary Mara and detect the like very potent potion and decide, like, that you know, it becomes this fucking thing where they like, Scooby Doo scene, yeah, you know? where they like chase after her, right? In a way that I think the movie acknowledges as insane and ridiculous and gross and all these things. So it's this weird thing where I'm like, Yeah, I don't know, this is like the right way to play it. And then the way it ultimately plays out is she realizes as she's cornered, and you're like, Jesus, like. I mean, after the sorority scene, I'm almost like, oh, my God, like, is this movie going to like make a joke out of like a dozens and dozens of men just like attacking this woman like Uh and she realizes at the last moment because she goes stop and they all stop. And she realizes at the last minute that the potion enables her to allow this army of men to do whatever she wants. And suddenly she's had more power than she's ever dreamed of and that admittedly i'm kind of like oh well that's nice like you're it's there's like that i guess that's what's weird about this movie there's like an acknowledgement of the sexual politics of it all in some areas and like not in others and in a way that i think gets it to a place where to your point dan there's like that nugget of a thing that has maybe some interesting things to say but was just said by the wrong people probably like
2: yeah, I think look, you run into this a lot with movies from this time period where it's kind of half baked, right, half inspired, you know, ultimately fairly offensive stuff, right? I think mm-hmm. you know, you see it in every you know, all the gay panic stuff, which you know, two if I see, you know, not not, not one of our B sides, but we'll talk about it for a second. Like two if I see half of the movies, like a friends episode yeah. where it's yeah, like yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. you know,
2: what do you think I'm a F8, you know, uh, an F word because I mm-hmm. th- you yeah. do this. And it's like, can we just like, Dennis, quack, why, why was this ever something that anybody was like hysterical, tight pants, great joke. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I think it's, the, it's all of a piece where it's like, you know, lowest common denominator stuff and whatever. And I think, you know, the movie doesn't ultimately work. It, you know, barely gets seen it's kind of like a little bit of like a you know it's like a little bit of a um i don't even know what you i mean it's like a constant reference early in her career of like oh you know sandra bullock from that stinker love potion number nine yeah. like even like i, I remember it this... was on
1: comedy central all the
3: time that seems like a comedy Central yeah, last movie. That, yeah. well in there's in the like day. a there's
2: yeah. a um you know uh, I, I found this article from Entertainment Weekly from 95 uh, mm. uh, called Sandra Bullock Sleeping Cutie Ugh. <laughs> Whoa, by Bruce Fritz. Come on, Bruce. Uh, and yeah. It's basically <laughs> like, the, you know, the, the, the article is basically like, yeah, while you're sleeping might be a hit, but it's not very good. And it like, it's kind of this thing I'm talking about. It like goes out of its way to be like, you know, people might love Sandra Bullock, but... You know, here's what I have to say about it. Need I remind you. She and she's sucks. like, and know, takes a dig at Love Push number nine. So if you like, you're mm-hmm. getting a little bit of this where it's like basically, right, with Sandra, you'll kinda as we begin to pivot to the next one, right? What happens is like you have um Firstly Droll Love Push number nine. She's got a, a smaller role in the the American remake of The Vanishing, which
3: you watch that. Can you give a quick
2: because well, I love the original and I've been scared to watch well, so, the remake? Yeah, very quickly, The Vanishing um is a is a remake directed by the same French director by mm-hmm. Georges Slouzet, directed the late 80s Vanishing. One of the one of the one of the great movies Hardy recommends in and in truly incredible picture, kind of an existential horror film. He remakes the movie like only 4 years later with Kiefer Sutherland in the lead role, Jeff Bridges in the serial killer role and Sandra Bullock in the role of Kiefer Sutherland's girlfriend who is who vanishes, right? And then the movie becomes about Sutherland's obsessive search for like what happened and us the viewer knows that Jeff Bridges is the one that took her and did he or did he not kill her? And in the original film, there is this very European existential ending that will like keep you up at night. It's incredibly effective, just top
3: tier bummer. Yeah. And, and
2: I think the, the the American remake is probably like the famous example of like
1: you know how to soften re, something great, remaking
2: for, yeah. yeah, remaking a European film and like changing the film to a degree that it takes all of the piss out of the original film right to the point where like, I do
1: think it's fascinating but it's made it's made by the same made by the same though. guy like that's yeah. kind of yeah. you know Bridges
2: Bridges gives a crazy performance obviously you get a little bit of you know against type casting with Kiefer as the good guy and Bridges as the bad guy back then that would have been more against type you know um sandra bullock is very memorable like oh that was nothing even in the vanishing even in the review of the 93 vanishing movie they go out of the way to be like well the actress from the original is enigmatic and interesting and they cast sandra bullock in this one who like looks like she doesn't know how to read basically like it's basically like (laughs) very kind of like oh my god like okay okay like Pretty face, not much there. Type, of, and you're like, okay, that's looks not,
1: like she doesn't know no, how to. No, they
2: didn't. That, um, read. They didn't say that. Uh, okay. But but they they intimate. I'm like, sure. Were they talking like, about Leah Michelle? I mean, like yeah, she man. doesn't. Uh, they, they intimate like, you know, she's like all you know, all beauty, no brains. It doesn't. She doesn't hold you- much weight. Did you
3: barely get to know her? How can you? Well, see that's it? the thing.
2: I <laughs> just, I, I, dis, I will say, I disagree because, and I they're, think all, yeah,
1: they're like she, using it as an avenue she, yeah. to take a pot shot
2: at. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. effective in the film, you know, because obviously the point of that character is like she's this like haunting angel mm-hmm. over the both films, mm-hmm. and then in the the big change aside from the ending in the remake is, um, the the Kiefer Sutherland character just as in the original begins dating another woman in the remake, Nancy Travis, who plays the role, Mm. they expand that role like times two. So Mm. she like becomes like essential to like the third act and like everything. And she like almost becomes like, like a Nancy Drew character kind of, it's like very like, I love Nancy Travis. I think she does actually really good work, but it's like, so misbegotten. It's like Mm. very like, not a great film, unfortunately, but so that's ninety three. That same year, she makes uh, the thing called Love, which is an underrated Peter Bogdanovich movie about a bunch of young people in Nashville. It was Sandy's one of the, last, the best part of that movie. One
1: of the I last movies. Watch that. Yeah.
2: One of the last movie. One of the last movies River Phoenix ever made. Samantha Mathis. Uh, very underrated movie. Um, demolition man we talked about that's like her first hit right it's like mm. her and sly and wesley snipes she's got a lot of funny bits in that movie she's like very she's like kind of the comic relief along with rob <laughs> snyder very good uh fire on the amazon it's huge oh, night. i watch that Did oh, yeah. you? Oh, how was that one it's terrible yeah is that Luis? <laughs> that's Luis. uh what's his name the lois
3: that's an Anaconda, man. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Who who did Anaconda? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, He just got um, stuck in the Amazon, dude. He just I know, could, it's so he weird. He couldn't get out, dude.
3: Well, just really quick. It's forgettable. It's terrible to watch it. Uh, but there's like three different versions. Oh, there's like the one I watch is like 70 minutes. There's like a 95 minute and 105 minute. And yeah, I'm looking i guess at Ro- now. Roger yeah. Corman is a producer, so I'm sure he fits around with that. And that is her only sex scene she's ever done. And she said that she like threw up before and afterward because she was so nervous and freaked out about it. So oh wow, she I didn't know this. <laughs> so
2: she's not ever done a sex scene otherwise, huh? Is that true? Wow. Wow. Interesting. Um so yeah, that year. And then a movie I watched that same year, uh Wrestling Ernest Hemingway, is uh, is a is a Rhonda Haynes movie who's kind of an interesting director. She did Children of a Lesser God. She did a movie called The Doctor, which is pretty interesting with um William Hurt. And uh, re- this movie, it's basically like, um, you know, big, unfortunately, kind of a big flop. Um, Richard Harris and Robert Duvall are the co-leads. Shirley MacLaine's in it. It's basically a bunch of people in Florida who um, they, uh, Richard Harris and Robert Duvall are both retired old men who become friends and they like couldn't be more different from each other. Like one's, you know, Duvall's very introverted and like kind of thoughtful. Richard Harris is like this bloviating, you know, retired sailor who like curses and, you know, spits and whatever. And Sandra Bullock's like the local waitress who, you know, Robert Duvall kind of pines for, and she's very lovely in it. It is a, I think by and large, a nice film. Uh, The, the biggest glaring issue, you know, a la, um, you know, uh what was the movie we were literally just talking about? Oh, uh, a la Anne Bancraft from <laughs> Love Potion number nine is mm-hmm. Robert Duval plays a Cuban in the film. That tracks, okay. With with a Scotia brown face and a deep <sighs> Cuban accent, which is like just a tough a tough thing that to
3: just on the scale of like zero to tony montana where's he at That's oh,
2: it's, it's funny dan was telling me about it that's
3: exactly like is it like <laughs> tony it's full it's
2: full it's full Tony. is it like it's it's he's bad or like oh
1: yeah, yeah. No, no.
2: no he's literally doing the like oh i see you like i can't even do that i can't right. even do the no, like-
1: no i'm gonna send you to jail if you do the accent just don't know even- but even if i was <laughs> willing be to be there with to the it, person I who- yeah
2: but so it's it's you know that part's not great. It's it's an interesting enough film. Piper Laurie also in it, who's a, kind mm. of an underrated actress. And but yeah, so ninety three is packed. Is the point? Yeah. And then and then literally this is all pretense. You know to you know two huge years, which is Speed in ninety four, and then while you are sleeping in the net in ninety five. Yes. And then she's kind of a huge star, right? That's like yeah she's you know the next julia roberts right that's kind of where that's where she is 96 is is kind of a huge dip where it's like you know the chickens come home to roost unfortunately in terms of like you know like for so many unfortunately mostly female stars of like the other foot drops and you know the knives are out as it were and you know two if by C. Uh, she's She is in The Time to Kill, the Joel Schumacher movie. It's kind of a bit a smaller role, but she's she is good in that film. And then perhaps the biggest bounce, excuse me, is the Richard Attenborough film In Love and War, which is basically it's based on a late 80s novel, which is like the novelization of the mythical story of young Ernest Hemingway volunteering through the Red Cross in World War One. And getting injured, falling in love with the nurse, all of this leading to what would then become his second novel, *A Farewell to Arms*. Right. So, *In Love and War* is like the imagined what really happened to young Ernie Hemingway. Um, Chris O'Donnell plays young Hemingway. It's it's not a great decision um you know what are you talking about dan i think chris o'donnell he's gonna stick
3: up for his family dan let him him speak (laughs) out i know connor (laughs) please go
2: ahead i i did watch this film my third cousin chris o'donnell o'donnell is um yeah he just it's he's out of his depth right i think look sandra bullock also in fairness i think and we this has come up a little bit recently i do think has one of those faces slash voices where her in 1918 is a bit of a stretch. You feel like she she's, speaks in a way she, where anything you're like, other <laughs> than the
1: present day, she's going to feel anachronistic. Like, it's like, yeah. you know, and look, not look if, and, and just to bring
2: it back, like if Angelina Jolie will never feel like your next door neighbor, she also has a timeless, like she can play Alexander's mom and you'll be like, okay, like I believe her in that time period. Like yeah. I think she can, she can, be in Changeling right yeah, in the yeah, 40s yeah. and 50s right like sure. um I don't know that Sandra Bullock can do that and I think that hurts this film as well also look Attenborough this is kind of the end of his run he's a very like staid traditional filmmaker and it's like you know he's you know his camera's too stagnant his lenses are too wide it's like there's not enough excitement in the film it's just kind of like you know his Like there's too much Vaseline on the lens. It's like he's very much that type of filmmaker where by 96, you're like, all right, dude, Gandhi was 14 years ago. Like, (laughs) like we're done with these movies like a little bit. Yeah. You know, and I think it's a little bit of that, too. Yeah, so then Speed Two, I suppose the less said about that, the better. Hope Floats is the next year, a modest
1: hit. I will She's say, executive producer. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about Speed Two. I'm just saying, like looking at the whole filmography and the trajectory, it is interesting that she kind of enters that lull, yeah. and and Speed Two makes so much sense, right? You're. It's just like. Oh, yeah. It's just like. It's just like oh yeah, like let me just. I'll just yeah, do a couple misses. Yeah. And I'll she's just like do you know the, what, fine. I'll just do the thing again,
2: right? Anyway. Yeah. But what's interesting is Keanu was also in a lull and he did not do it, which I always think is an interesting thing. You know, Keanu was like full, fully lull too. Like right. chain reaction had come out. Like he was kind of Johnny mnemonic, you know. I will say um, that
3: Sandra Bullock chainsaws a boat door open in that movie. So mm. that alone makes it watchable, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's pretty neat, pretty neat.
2: You get you know, get Villain Defoe, Villain Woman Defoe. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and
1: some leeches. Yeah, Hope,
2: Hope, Hope floats is like <laughs> a modest kind of, you know, comeback. That same year she makes, she directs the I think the only thing she's directed, which is her short making sandwiches, like which as we mentioned, it's her, Matthew McConaughey, Eric Roberts,
1: and Beth Grant we should also apparently, mention hope Floats is her, 30 minutes long that's her first, first produced movie yeah which again mm-hmm. makes sense after speed yep. as a kind of like let me fucking ta- yeah, yeah let me I'll like take wrangle, the money for that let me I'll wrangle my own this production thing yeah hair. yeah yep. totally yeah sorry keep going
2: no no and then yeah practical magic same type of deal i think is kind of a disappointment for how much it was kind of it was a big budget but has aged fairly well you know, does that yeah, voice? Kind of. It's she's she's Moses's mom. Is that right? In uh, no sister, 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 sister. Yep. Got it. And um, and then she um, and here's another funny thing. She always she did have a ten, she like to this day has a tendency to. I don't know how many actresses you can say this about. Often in her rom coms or romances, the co lead is younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is strange, which is like it is un- unfortunately uncommon for female actors, right? right? Like right, right, Channing Tatum, Ben Affleck. Um, um, l- there's also another one I'm, I'm thinking of, Benjamin Bratt, Ryan.
1: Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Ryan, Ryan Gosling Ryan. and Murder by Numbers. Oh, no, no I was mm-hmm. thinking uh, Ryan Reynolds in the proposal. Ryan Reynolds, oh, yeah. oh,
2: oh, oh, oh. In, in Love and War, the whole, a whole part of that move thing is that. Ernest Hemingway is eighteen, and she's like twenty six, mm. and obviously Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock is older than Chris O'Donnell, so it's kind of a common thing in her career, which I think that's is interesting. interesting. And so, Forces of Nature does okay. That's right, as Ben Affleck's popping off, um, but these are all kind of like modest to not so modest successes slash failures. And then, Gunshy barely comes out. That movie is really, yeah, um, that's a joint. It's, it's, it's yeah. a miss. Have you seen it, Kevin? no i saw your one star and i was just like that's fine that's fine it is a it is a uh there's like a whole part of this movie where he has like a flatulence problem yeah he's like a gastrointestinal thing
1: isn't the whole thing he like can't take a shit
2: Yeah, yeah yeah it's like it's she's and 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 sandra bullock is a doctor who's she's called the enema queen
1: love to be so just the to give point, you a yeah. sense of like where did, that, she's okay. won a lot of awards <laughs> in her time that might be the best title she's ever received right i mean okay um, I you're trying to make me not want to watch movie <laughs> you're yeah. the movie gunshot
2: probably on Tubi. okay so in the year 2000 <laughs> she she stars in our second b-side 28 days which is a a fairly straightforward and kevin you can kind of talk about it, a fairly straightforward addiction drama um Starring every, I'm reading here every single actor who's ever worked. This is interesting. Maybe starring, Kev, please, go starring global yes. guts is Mike O'Malley. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, let's go to. Wait, let's, let's
1: go, go to to Mo. Mo. Mo.
3: Let's go Mo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I looked up somehow. Somehow, Tubi needs to get on this gunshots. Not on Tubi. Uh, it's not oh, bummer. Is I... it streaming anywhere?
1: No. Oh <gasps>
3: well how do people watch it yeah how, like I, how,
1: how is anybody gonna be
2: able to watch gunshot how did i watch did this? you
1: rent it dan be
2: no ho- no I, no i definitely should library? You, you, library you can rent it i think it made maybe it was the library okay. anyway um kevin the floor is yours please oh yeah yeah so 28
3: days this is uh so like you were saying is this kind of her first i would say like her first like solo, like it's just her on the poster, her first one, kind of like that. Besides, like the net, but like I'm talking about, like everything after the lull,
1: kind of. Sure. Yeah, like and, hope,
2: hope floats. I would argue is her first like drama
1: starring.
2: Yeah. Sandra Bullock well, as Speed, the lead.
1: Speed famously, she is also like she's above the title in Speed Two. Speed Two, I mean, sorry, is like she's on that poster, so she's been selling movies for a while. But yeah, right.
2: Yeah. Always, always in tandem with another man. But you're right, like though. This is Kevin, just, in the sense yeah. of Twenty Days, is like certainly a pivot of like, you know, and, and this is I th- I think always kind of unfair to movie stars, but this is very much like her when a man loves a woman. You know, mm-hmm. if you, like if you think of Meg Ryan, where it's like, okay, now she's getting serious, right? It's like a yeah, little bit yeah. like that type. Yeah. Of movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, like. um,
3: so yeah, all, all that set up, like you were saying, Betty Thomas directed it. As, as Suzanne Grant wrote it, which I believe recently she did that miniseries, uh, Unbelievable. What's that called? I believe The, the, un- Nef- the
2: Undoing. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And um, so Sandra Bullock stars as uh, Gwen Cummings, which is a terrible name. Um, oh, no, you're uh, right. I'm
2: sorry. You're right. Unbelievable. Uh, my apologies. Unbelievable. The Netflix yeah. show, The un- Unbelievable. Right. Good
3: show. Yeah. Good show. Um, But allegedly, she is a newspaper columnist in... I she mentions that once, and she writes a play at the end of it. But other than that, that all oh, right, you really never see play. her. You know, do, like she, she, she never has does the famous
2: calmest job, but she never. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, um,
3: but she's she's an alcoholic. Her boyfriend is McNulty, and they yeah, the, they the just, great they, Dominic West. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just get drunk all the time. That's all they do. There's a lot of it. It, it could be kind of cheesy and whatnot but there's a lot of like as if voyeuristic like somebody with a super like with a
2: DV camera yeah, like a high V or something yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but it pretty I'm much, much I
1: it. think it is a eight camera I think yeah. that's exactly what it is I mean I will and, say that does feel like a. it it feels cheesy now I kind of saw that in the movie oh, and I was I like yeah that I feels like a thing it. yeah I was like that feels like a reasonable way to depict I, all this stuff I it's, defend we do
3: you know we do a lot of or late 90s early 2000s you defend the bad digital
2: like the, the oh i yeah. love, it. Okay. love it kevin's it. a big fan of the film tadpole i haven't seen it yet but no, I oh that, that is like course. the like v- digital video like yeah BB they were like, well,
3: it works for blair witch right it can work <laughs> yeah through. i mean right. Right. Um, truly that
2: is what it was right I mean, that is, yeah. Yeah, yeah
3: um but yeah like i was saying on almost major week being that we cover a lot of indie late 90s early 2000s there's a lot of standard definition movies and i'm always just like ah I love it so much. Yeah. It's like it looks so terrible. It looks more real than HD. Well, anyways, it's kind of crazy no, to Betty to Betty
1: Thomas to be like, "Hey, yeah, this shit right. looks like you're drunk." Like you know, like yeah, uh, a move bit the of, camera. Yeah. You know how yeah. drunk people are. Um, yeah. But anyways,
3: um, this movie starts out really fast. We're five minutes in. She's late to go to her sister Elizabeth Perkins's wedding, and she stumbles in, and she takes pills, and she mixes it with a beer when she's with Dominic West and all that, and she. She's been, they've been drinking uh, all day, right? They've oh, been, yeah, 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 yeah. And basically she falls into the wedding cake after the whole reception and whatnot. And then she's like, OK, I'll, I'll go buy it, buy another cake at the cake store and just um just straight up steals a limo and runs it into a car or runs it into a house. Um, And then she either has the she has the decision to either go to jail or do 28 days and a, a rehab. Uh, yep. for alcoholism so that's pretty much where it starts like you're saying it's so many people in here uh yeah. just a lot of that guy and that gals are in here and uh you know her she's the she she's very good at this very snarky above it all type character that she likes to play like in a miss where she plays a cop and she's looking down at all the the pretty pretty women in the beauty contest and whatnot right. until she right. infiltrates it and whatnot so she's above it all she wants to get out she was waiting for Dominic West to come in so she can so he can break her out and all of that but while she's there she actually starts to you know actually want to better her life and Vigo Mortensen saves her and whatnot and he's from Oklahoma which baseball player yeah uh, he has a uh I believe it was a Guthrie t-shirt and an OSU t-shirt I,
2: I will say I love his he has a great baseball player name Eddie Boone yeah <laughs> That is a, that is like a good, a great, yeah. Like, like a to a, the point where you're like, like a pitcher, is he a real oh, baseball Eddie,
1: player? Eddie? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and
2: also, like, this is look, Vigo always hot, sure, God bless. Oh, yeah. But this is, I mean, this is he is scorching hot. She like, like
1: she takes a trip out of a window to try and escape, basically, yeah. and Vigo while he's checking himself in for the umpteenth time right yeah, <laughs> yeah for yeah. i they they would presume he doesn't exactly get to the bottom i mean it's obviously alcoholism but also like a sex addiction basically yeah, I think it's, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a sex. Yeah. i mean yeah. um i think it's like um but i mean
2: it's interesting because this is like walk on the moon 28 days and then next year is Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like he, yeah. Vigo wow. is like about to
1: like explode. He's you Sam know. and Psycho at this, like right, right before same. this, yeah. right before this, yeah, yeah 98. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, he's hot boy Vigo at this point. So, so in this movie, it's like, she falls out the window and this man picks her up and it's like, hello. Like, hello, he- hello, yeah.
3: in, Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I would say that this one I'm the most positive on, but also on this rewatch, it's like the ending is very just, uh, I, we, we're not sure what to do, but I, I do just kind of enjoy just like how the camaraderie, how she, I mean, it's so, yeah. you already know that she's going yeah, to get think, into yeah. it, but I just kind of love the little characters and how she's, I, you know, <laughs> she starts watching soap operas with Vigo Mortensen yeah. whatnot, and her I, roommate and all of
0: that. Yeah. I think,
2: yeah. You know, I think, um, yeah, Azura Sky is the is the young, she's like the 17-year-old heroin addict yeah. in the movie, who's the roommate, and she's obsessed with this soap. Santa um, Cruz, Santa Cruz, Hell and, yeah. they, and, they, and they, it's not—they all become fans of it. And I—I uh, I forgot. Marion Jean Baptiste is in this, who's great, and you have a lot of kind of good, like you got Steve some Margo Sam- some
1: Martindale for your money. Margo, yeah.
2: God knows, I you know, I would love to have more of her. Vigo, Dominic West, Elizabeth Perkins, Isra Sky, Steve Buscemi, Alan Tudyk is doing um, something he- heavily, heavily. I was saying to Kelly like. You can tell Betty Thomas loved whatever he was doing because like he's in so
1: much of the yeah, movie so and like much. now you're kind of like he even gets like a Marvel okay. cinematic universe like, like extra ending at the yeah. End. yeah yeah freeze frame like yeah,
2: um, <laughs> yeah. Todic who's who if you don't know obviously a great actor is a, is an incredible voice actor right he yes. he almost is probably probably more accomplished as a voice actor than and I, like is he a, he's supposed uh, to
1: be like German? Is that the thing? Like Dutch, Dutch, I believe. Okay. Dutch. Got it.
2: And he's he's like a gay Dutch guy who is just very kind of like
1: Right, like what's you he know, ad- what's his what, what's he addicted Like I don't, I, you know, I don't know, I have I mean, no idea. They don't really get
2: into it. I'm looking it, at the wiki here. I think that says, I guess that's
1: my thing. Like not that I need this movie to be I mean, not it is. It is trying to be an addiction drama.
2: Oh, yeah. And not that Oh, I this ne- is
1: interesting. Listen to this. According to Tudick
2: he played okay. exactly the same character in a supporting role in the unrelated 2011
1: film Transformers: Dark of the Moon. <laughs> so well, what? C- sure. cinematic universe, let's go. Um, um, no, but wow, I, I'd have to rewatch Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Do you have to? Um, really, I, I don't
2: definitely. Is that the best one? Isn't that the best Transformers? Right, the third
1: probably. one, probably. Oh, I mean, I yeah. What is that? <laughs> the even whole mean? Chicago
2: yeah. sequence at the end yeah, is I guess incredible, so. isn't it?
1: Yeah. but anyway i uh, yeah i don't know this movie's tough because it i like uh, i like this movie no, no, no. Uh, let me just say i i, I think i think i, I just maybe lean more good. towards kevin just in that it's the one i'm most positive on
2: mm-hmm.
1: because i do think it functions the david best david auburn
2: at, david auburn haters over here
1: <laughs> no i just <laughs> i just think it functions the best well no it's not the one i'm most positive on actually sorry i the next one we're going to cover is which i like a lot but but this one at least, like it functions well as a movie. I think I, she's I, good. In I, I agree. I think so too. I agree. Yeah, I just yeah. don't. Th- and well, and here's the thing. Look, like even in all we just kind of gl- like went through with her whole filmography or whatever. Really bad. She's right. The whole thing with very her is that bad. she's yeah, in a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah, bad yeah. movies, but it's basically almost yes. never she's her fault. Always good. Yeah, and. And like, I don't know another movie star who is is who is in as many bad movies as she is in and still maintains that status. And it's because she is so good, right? Like, it's like, because she just embodies this movie star. Well, and power, I think one right? of the reasons, like, I think one of the reasons Gravity felt so refreshing is because it's a good in movie. The moment, <laughs> well, it's
2: because it, not only was it a good movie, but it was like a big movie. It was yeah. her, it was her movie. No one's taking that away from her. Yeah. It's great technology. It's an act. It's like an action film, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's like, but not only that. Like she gets the nomination. She's and it's got, a, It's the she's kind got like of movie. incredible that,
1: scenes. Yeah. The know. kind of movie. Not only is it like her movie, like she's the lead. It's like, it's like all on her, right? Like it's like oh, yeah. she's yeah, that, very good. It's movie. The whole I, movie. That was that was like such a happy rewatch for me. Me too. I was like yeah.
2: on my thirteen-inch laptop, like, oh, this is great. Still, like on the <laughs> like. I was like so happy about that. It's 82 minutes long. My yeah. God. Amazing. I was expecting like,
1: to take it down a peg because I know crafty like, I mean, is 82 minutes. long. Yeah. yeah it's it's amazing. amazing. It's like wow. amazing.
2: Yeah. I like forgot that too. Like it starts, you're like, okay, here we go. And then it's basically like ending. Cause yeah. it's like, it's like a really such a well-written screenplay. Cause it's like the shit goes down and then the whole thing is like, all right, she's got to get back to earth. And, but yeah. it's like impossible. And she does it. And it's like, you know,
1: yeah, I mean, um, it's, well, it's a real time movie, right? Like, yeah, I don't, it, does, yeah it doesn't yeah, ever yeah, really yeah. take a break. But, but anyway, yeah. that, that's all to say, like, this movie I feel like is a perfect example of that. Of I think it's a deeply imperfect movie, but I maybe would recommend it to somebody who likes Sandy because, like, she's very. If she good wasn't in it. in it, I would, I would have hated. Yes, I, her, I, I agree. And I think, I, she, I think part good. of it is just that it, it, it gears itself a little towards more towards being the bedrock of like a romantic drama with like a little bit of comedy versus like being an addiction drama because i don't actually think this movie has like the firmest grasp on like addiction and how to treat it and i think honestly the inciting incident is exactly the perfect example where like it's a broad movie, right? Like the mm-hmm. thing that gets and, and look, I mean, for a lot of addicts, the thing that gets them there is some sort of insane moment, mm. mo- you know, like that's true. The thing that gets her there, though, is so broad that like it does you're kind of like, oh, well, this is movie addiction then. Right. Because like, yeah, it's funny. You don't you don't need to have gotten to that point to check into a rehab clinic. There are plenty of people who consider themselves like norm, quote unquote, normal functioning addicts that should go to rehab much sooner for far less things than like ruining their sister's wedding and crashing into I, a house to me, right? so to so, me the most
2: the most interesting part about the movie is i think like betty thomas i think is a very capable filmmaker yeah, I think it's a solidly directed she movie. tends she tends to sitcom broadness in a lot of her movies and i think your mileage may vary on that and i think that's okay i think she you know she's she's aiming Often aiming to the rafters in terms of like a four quadrant yeah. sensibility, yes. which I think yeah, is, yeah. I think is fine. I think that's a, a choice, and I think you, you, the, it, it it can result in diminishing returns. And I do think when you get into the third act of this film, that one f- one of does it feel one like of, it's
1: missing like four scenes in the third well, yeah. act? I think, I think act. it
2: maybe was cut to ribbons because yeah. what I'm because well, what I'm going to say is like to me the most interesting thing in the movie is like. You get these flashbacks to Elizabeth Perkins and Sandra Bullock's childhood with their mother, who was a drunk Mm -hmm. and probably a bipolar or manic, depressive type of a person. Mm -hmm. And I think... But the idea of Elizabeth Perkins went left and is this like very structured kind of Elizabeth very, Perkins is great in this Very movie, good. She's kind of actually. very oh, like good. stick yeah. up her ass type yeah, of no, it's, it's kind um,
1: of a, it's, I think it's a tough but role it's for good. anybody to take and I think she does a great job with no, it. No, but, but, but the dichotomy yeah. of the characters is interesting
2: where yeah. it's like, you know, Gwen, who's Sandra Bullock is like the mom mm-hmm. and Liz Perkins, who's the older sibling did everything she could to not be like her mom. Yeah. And, it becomes this complicated thing of like, you can tell Liz Perkins is like, loves her sister, but hates her sister for the same exact reason. And that's mom.
1: And yeah, I think yeah, like, yeah. that
2: is interesting, right? The like, scene that where is an interesting thing. The, in the scene film where for sure.
1: the therapy scene where like Elizabeth Perkins like comes to the therapy session mm-hmm. and they're trying to get her to like use feeling words to describe how she feels. Right. And it, it goes off the rails, right? And she kind of lashes out at her. It's good because it's like, I mean, it's a, It's a perfectly calibrated role, I think, on her part, because it is this thing of you're like, "Uh, yeah, you're kind of being a bitch, but at the same time, you're like a thousand percent right. Like it's not Mm -hmm. and it's I, I think that's a that's a fine needle to thread, I think, with presenting as unlikable and then being able to immediately turn it around and well, and yeah, be agreeable yeah. is is I think yeah. not an easy feat for an actor. And I think well, she does a I great think job.
2: This th- almost the problem with this movie is like, and, and I, I brought up when a man loves a woman earlier, like this movie's almost more about um, um so you know, when a man loves a woman is about alcohol addiction, but then really what it's about is Andy Garcia. Um, what is it called? Now I can't think of the phrase of like when he, he <laughs> where it's he also drinks and
1: He's an enabler. An it's enabler. A, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: So what, what I like the most interesting parts of Twenty Eight Days is She's surrounded by enablers, right? Yes. Like like yeah, yeah. like Jasper, who's Dominic West, is enabling her. She, you know, yeah. he's not taking her seriously. He's not taking her recovery seriously. And even Elizabeth Perkins, whether or not she acknowledges it, she's enabling, you know, uh Sandra Bullock's character. Well, because she's not like, acknowledging the disease, right? By, right? Refusing, she's, yeah. by like refusing to accept, you know, her disease, yeah. right? Like yeah. you know, and so I think those are interesting nuggets in a movie that kind of chooses to ignore them at the moment it should embrace them. And I think Mm -hmm. you get, you know, and even like even the Vigo character, it's like, it's, he feels cut out of the movie. And I almost wonder if they're
1: falling out kind of feels, I guess, mild spoilers or whatever, but they, they, you know, he kind of does some stuff that, that, you know, puts him out of favor with Sandy before she ultimately leaves rehab. Right. Right. And that happened so fast that that was like, that was the moment that I was like, it feels like there are like two scenes missing here. Like one scene.
2: I have a question. And then at the end of the movie, this is like another kind of. Like sure. cut scene at the end of the movie, he's working at the rehab center. Is the guy who shows up like the star of Santa Cruz?
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That but, makes sense. But I just the, realized that. It's well, yeah. It's hard. very strange because he. It feels like there should be a scene after he fucks up, right? Yeah. Where he's like, oh, "I'm sorry," and she's like, "No, you fuck." Like that doesn't really happen. Well, like it, he like runs to the cab at the the end right but it's no right but there I'm saying it feels like there's a scene between between, those two things right because the cab feels like the last ditch effort to be like look you're not going to forgive me but let me give you this like advice right like you know I do like that they don't they don't chew in a relationship I think it's a good it's a good way to close it and I think it's an appropriate way to close it that they don't you know they don't end up in a relationship but what he does give her is better than you know anything right like just this mm-hmm. thing of you know you don't need to be in a relationship with me but don't be in a relationship with this person because it's unhealthy for you right like right what, what what nicer thing could you be given by somebody right but
3: yeah i definitely feel like the third act it like forgets that it's a and it's a drama about addiction and then it's like oh shit my bad um gotta bring back her roommate who Tragically
2: uh, and, and overdoses. It's all It and, all feels really hurried kind of. Yeah. Can I tell you an interesting thing? I mm. as I'm looking her up, I just remembered. Do you know mm. that she's the only actor in the history of Hollywood to win a Razzie and an Oscar I did. the same year.
1: I did and she accepted both in person. And she accepted yeah. both.
2: With a with a wagon full of all about Steve DVDs, what yeah, I, Queen, I, yeah. I always love that. Because Halle Berry also accepted a Razzie. Yes. But it was a few um, years after Monsters' Ball. But it Ball was after Monsters Ball, right. Yes. And yeah. um but I always love that. And I think the Razzies are like the day before the Oscars. I literally yes. think it was like she got the Razzie, and then won the Oscar the next day. Yeah. I, it's kind of nice. All about Steve. I, to, uh, I wish she won for a
1: different movie, but
3: you know, here we are. Yeah, if well, she would have won for Gravity, what right the things would have changed? We'd, yeah, yeah, yeah well, look, be, it's the look, yeah.
2: it's the Jodie Foster thing, right? People always say, like, had you known Jodie Foster had Science of the Lambs coming out you wouldn't have given it for two or for the accused the accused yeah and so gordon weaver could have won for grills in the mist you know oh, there yeah. you go. but but those gorillas were in the mist that's true. they were in the that's mist true. um but so yeah i mean that's 28 days it performs okay i think ultimately is a little bit of a disappointment but you know what's funny is that same year do you guys know the other movie susanna grant wrote uh, uh alvin and the chipmunks the squeakle uh, Betty, you wish, but, but but I know you're saying that because Betty Thomas directed the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, she wrote and was nominated for a little movie called Aaron Brockovich, starring oh, that's uh, right, uh, the other America's sweetheart, uh, that's right, Julia that's right. Roberts, who won her Oscar. For so she that,
1: got um, like so Julia got like ninety percent of Susanna's effort. And Sandy got 10 <laughs> is what happened
2: there. <laughs> oh, Connor, you know, I think we all know writing a script, even if it's you know all about Steve, is uh, incredibly very hard. difficult, very difficult. Um, but, um, but yeah, so that's you know, obviously, um, um, that's 2000 for her is certainly she a, has miscongeniality right after, so that's I was like, gonna say yeah. it's kind of the oh, beginning yeah. of a nice little run, yeah. where it's like a bit of a comeback, right? So 28 days into Miss Congeniality murder by number under murder by numbers underperforms, but it's kind of, (laughs) but it's, but it's kind of like a nice pivot for her to kind of a hardened detective in that film, her and Ben Chaplin. It's basically like rope, um, you know, uh, you know, or, 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 um, or the Tom Kalen movie. I can't think of Swoon, right. If you know, swoon, know, Swoon, um, uh, with, you know, more of a murder mystery element to it. And then, uh, Divine Secrets of the Yaya his- Yaya Sisterhood. I think she's got a smaller role. Two weeks' notice, big hit, all in two thousand and two. Crashed a couple years later. S- small role in in uh, Kevin Bacon's directorial debut, Lover Boy. The Miscongeniality sequel underperforms, and then oh, 06,
1: we she get three reunion, yeah,
2: with Keanu for the one and only, the Lake House, um, a movie I love. And on a rewatch, I was hardened. I was heartened to realize and accept that I still love it. And that was nice for me. Um, and I think it's a very nice movie. Connor, why don't you tell us about it? It's definitely
1: a Mechacore movie. Oh, it's, yeah, I'd like, argue, I mean, it's right it's there the in the poster story. Yeah, it's the, the poster it's like right child for a Mechacore movie. I, I'm going to agree just out the gate. I, I haven't watched this movie. I was explaining
2: to Kelly Mechacore, and she's like, so it's like a, like a dumb nice movie, and I'm like, Ugh. you're like, I
1: guess. Kinda, you know what's kind of brutal but is like how? that's probably the most <laughs> accurate
2: definition. Of it.
1: No, it's not even that it has to be dumb. It's just my wife I, coming I in would, for the kill, just being like, it's been a while since oh, we have had to it define it. it. I I think it's uh, all mechacore movies are characterized by an unabashed earnestness. Sure, earnest is, is probably that, the that and that doesn't yeah, always word. mean that they're bad. I sometimes, but often it often, it, often. sometimes it does.
2: I would think, but but I I think the dumb thing, like simple, is also yeah. It's just because even though the even though this movie is a bit convoluted, yeah, it's not. This movie is not simple. This movie is, but I do, I do. But my argument would be, even though it's convoluted with the time stuff, at its core, it's basically like you know, and they even reference it in the movie, like David Auburn's basically trying to like do persuasion, right, right, but and be like but how do I do that now where I just want to have my two leads pine for each other, you know? And I think luckily they do have great chemistry. I do think that holds with this movie. Yeah. And we
1: should say it's a remake of a uh, South Korean movie uh, from just not, not too long prior from uh, uh, what, two years prior.
2: Yeah. And David Auburn, I should say is a guy, he wrote, um, Proof
1: which is one of my mm. favorite movies. which we also yeah. which we covered on our Jake Gyllenhaal which episode. a movie I yeah.
2: a, a movie I love 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 yeah. another I call MechaCore we gotta Core reach out we movie.
1: gotta reach out to like the Roxy Cinema or something and get a Mecca <laughs> get Proof and Lake House as well Honestly, the could mecha, we, go. here's the thing I think yeah. Auburn I think David Auburn lives in New York could we he get would him show, to stop he would by, show dude are you oh, yeah. kidding let's me I would freak it. out let's freak do it um, <laughs> so anyway, sorry So the lake house, it's a remake of a cream Nobody remake. would come, by the way, nobody would uh, come Called Proof il, film, il, yes. il, il Mare Which means, uh, it's Italian For uh, the sea hey um, Which is uh, the name of the restaurant In this film um, But anyway it's, it's a We'll call You know, small, small sci-fi Film um, About two smile. people Who are in Chicago, but they are in two different timelines and not, not, but not some crazy, like 1930s present day thing. They are just two years apart, which weirdly I, I, I know like people cover this movie on other podcasts and they talk about it and they laugh at that part of it. But to me that I'm like, that's kind of the most clever part because it seems like it wouldn't be complicated, but actually kind of is like it, I, I do think this movie does a good job at unpacking, like the small weird complications that would arise from just even a two year gap. Right. Like given what happens in these people's lives. Anyway.
2: I mean, look, I think, um, yeah, it's like, it's not a lot of time and yet it's so much. It's a, time, it's right? a, yes. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a, kind it's of a nice, the Gulf
1: is wider than you think. Yeah. Yes. Um. But, but anyway, uh, Sandy is a doctor named Kate, uh, who is in the 2006 timeline. Um, and Keanu plays Alex, who is an architect, uh, and sort of part of a lineage of architects. His he's, like is, a ni- he's like, yeah. a architect. yeah, he's like a near do well. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, he's not like other architects. He's a cool architect. Um, yeah. So that, that Gary
2: Goldman joke, does he do well? No, nair, nair. Nah, nah.
1: uh, no, but he is, uh, he's the son of Christopher so Plummer. Who's like a very accomplished architect and basically keanu reeves has a terrible relationship with his dad so has disappeared for several years kind yeah. of went out did his own thing is now making his money as just a div- like a real estate developer right so as architects are concerned a very like low right, like a contractor, yeah, yeah like a developer yeah. guy yeah. uh but a low tier thing for him to be doing according to his, according according to his low father. status is, exactly exactly um and so that's his whole deal and he has just moved into this lake house, the titular lake house that was, they do an, say lake house a, a lot. lot. I they mean, do. why would, why would I was snapping at the screen? So many dr- times why would, yeah. You were doing a lot of Leo's, a lot of Leo's. Yeah. Um, no, they do. They say it a lot. And basically, beautiful lake house. can we say beautiful lake house? <laughs> I do not want to live I there. Just, but yeah, I got to get through this because it's complicated. So, <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> so Keanu Keanu moves in, Sandy moves out, has moved out, right? Yes. And yes. Sandy writes a letter, right? And Keanu gets it Receiving and doesn't it. Yes. immediately realize it's from the future. And very quickly they realize what's happening. I'm going to skip the mechanics of it because they don't...
2: don't, Skip the mechanics, but quickly, Keanu, it's a fixer-upper when he gets letter. Yes, correct. So when he gets the letter, he's like, what are you talking about? No one's lived here for years. Years.
1: Yes, and that's what sort of prompts the like prompts. what's going on yeah, exactly. is this a magic ma- so, it's a magic mailbox yes is what it is. exactly yeah. so so but there's no explanation to it other than you just have to kind of run with magic mailbox right? right
2: now can i and then let me ask a quick question am i gathering from you guys are kind of have confused faces have you not had magic mailboxes in your life is this i mean i, um, live, in, I
1: live in new york city so i don't it's not am I
2: the only one who's had a Pittsburgh thing I had
1: one in my last residence I just don't like to talk about oh, it oh okay, so you know what well, I won't even break out I, I don't have that though. my a school had a magic school bus though so, oh, oh wow uh. hey fun
2: fact about magic school did you know that <laughs> okay. Lily Tomlin did the voice of Miss Frizzle I did no, no I did yeah she. The, the she's kind of got a Frizzle
1: vibe yeah oh, I get man. that oh, fully, I get that
2: fully so yeah anyway
1: keep talking about uh- this
2: movie Sorry. I mean, we're kind of done. It's like they—they no, no, no. they realize. So it's, yeah,
1: so it's a whole. What's happening? It's a whole very. It's a very Nicholas Sparksy thing of sure. like them carrying on this correspondence, falling in love. Meanwhile, she's sort of in and out of love with Dylan Walsh, who you'd know from Nip Tuck and Congo, um, and and the Stuff and the stepfather and the Stuff and the stepfather remake, Sorry, <laughs> um, and. <laughs> And Keanu is sort of in the midst of dealing with Christopher Plummer, his relationship with him. Lynn Collins is popping yeah, by. Yeah, Lynn Collins in a very mm-hmm. small role. I love a Lynn Collins. Kind love of a bummer a that she Collins. never really... Let's get, can we get a little Lynn Collins? Let's get y- Lynn
2: back. Yeah, yeah, let's
1: get her back. I kind of... Oh, we kind of did Lynn Collins dirty, I'm going to be honest. but Yeah, John Carter. Basically, they carry on this romance, and I... I feel like we got to spoil, right? Because it's, it's, it's worth talking. So if you haven't seen the movie, you can stop now and come back. Uh, 'cause, cause we'll spoil it. But early on in the movie, it's Valentine's day and Sandra Bullock, it's her first day on the job at this new hospital in Chicago. And a man gets hit by a bus and he dies and she's so distressed by it and whatever. And what you slowly realize, I mean, what you as the audience kind of know immediately. I don't really think the movie tries to hide it from you. No, the movie's not really. But what what you almost immediately realize is the man is Keanu Reeves and she doesn't know that. So the tension of the movie arises from what you're like, okay, like how is this going to happen? And at one point, Keanu manages to go to a party that Dylan Walsh is throwing um, because they happen by each other. And so Keanu winds up at the party meets Sandy in person. And there's then, like a
2: magic dog. Yeah. Too, yeah. Of, there's a
1: yeah. dog that both of them encounter that remembers both of them. And yeah. So yeah, not unlike love Potion number nine with the cat magic and this one, you have dog magic. Um, and yeah. basically it becomes, the, they sort of use this mechanic to their advantage where they're trying to, they're trying to figure it out now. One of the things you could say in this movie, because she says, you know, he asks, where were you in 2004? Right. And she's like, oh, I was in Wisconsin doing whatever my residency or whatever it is. Right. And you could ask, like, "Okay, well, Wisconsin's not that far away, so he could just go. Right. Yeah. But I do think the movie does an okay job of skirting around that because it's like he can't just show up and like do that right like it wouldn't he would look like a fucking insane person right like I've been corresponding with you right now Uh that said if they really wanted to figure it out he could be like hey why don't you write something to yourself that like only you would know Uh you know that I can then use as proof that like I'm talking to you right and then they could probably solve it but whatever if you do that you don't have a movie so it's fine but I think the movie really capitalizes on, like, and, and this is the thing. I think the movie does a lot of sloppy things to kind of cover cover its tracks, you know? And I think you got to have a willingness to kind of go with it to enjoy it, basically. And I do think well, just casting... They're, they're like,
2: yeah, they're, like, it ignores things, like, you know... Yeah. But at the... We, McC- McCown, me mean, you were talking about this, like... At the end of the movie, she learns through his brother, who's like that. He, that he was Evan the man, Moss, that, you know, yeah, um, you know, from the uh, from girls, from girls, and from and from the uh, he the almost Chicago, looks like Joe
1: Alwyn a little bit. The the what's <laughs> little... the, the
2: Chicago. There's also said in Chicago. The the uh, Chicago the bear, Fire. The bear. Chicago the bear, on fire. the bear. Oh, he bear. is on the bear. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. He's, sure. the, he's right. co- cousin. Yeah. Cousin. Yeah. cousin. Yeah, yeah, Good episode yeah, yeah. of Andor. Anyway, um, he he's the younger brother. Right at the end of the movie, Kate Forrester, Sandra Bullock realizes that Alex died. Right, and he was the one who got hit. Fine. When you think about it for more than two seconds, you're like, "You're telling me Sandra Bullock never just Googled Alex Wyler? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that doesn't make any sense." So, like, those are things you just ignore where you're like, "Yeah, you know, you have to kind of vibe with what the movie's doing." And if you don't, which I get, if you don't,
1: yeah, it kind of ruins it for you, which I understand but um it's got this movie's another b-side that we covered this movie's got big adjustment bureau vibes like heavy it's just it's very like kevin do you have you seen where do you stand on the on the bureau i
2: haven't seen it Uh, you
0: have to adjust i
2: heard the uh the 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 episode
3: that you covered it on for uh what was it emily was was it yeah emily 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 yes um
1: no you i got it you got it and a movie I, that, i'll adjust it and i'll never go back a movie okay, that I, I, I like a lot a sense. movie that i like a lot as well but yeah admittedly like you got to just kind of buy into like the whole thing right and if you don't then i mean nobody could blame you now for pick, kevin for picking i because i feel like you've been quiet i just you, yeah you I, don't, don't. I don't
3: buy into it you don't buy into it <laughs> now, can, I,
2: can i ask you can i ask you what if anything what does work for you in, in the lake house is, does the housework? No. The The mailbox? dog? The dog. magic dog. But you magic like, but you like Sandy,
3: right? You like Sandy? I do, but I feel like she's sleepwalking. Oh, this interesting. Is, okay. I'm
1: admittedly in her charm, I, I'm not getting any. Right. You know, I, I think in, this movie's Keanu's movie. Of the two. I, my I think, so you this is interesting. So so <laughs> yeah. you
2: would say this is maybe her least inspired of the four, uh, in terms of performance, is 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 what I'm <sighs> hearing
3: from you? I suppose I, because I feel like well, our like, brand is maybe I was because say, her our brand, brand is
2: crisis well yeah and, and that's the thing her brand is in crisis in
1: this film that's true. She which, doesn't play somebody but named Callie. Cri- which we'll get to. Cal- I mean, our Cal- is Crisis is at least, I think, playing to Sandra Bullock's strengths, right? Even if, yeah, yes. sure. I, feel, I feel like I can't, I can't think of a movie, but there's like a movie where she pretty much plays
3: something similar to Our is Crisis, but a little. I mean, it's pretty much like more serious Miscongeniality. Yes, is yeah, her yeah, role yeah exact, right. exactly, exactly. And I would rather watch Miscongeniality. Sure, but I. <sighs> I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I preferred her role in our brand
2: Crisis, but... Hey, this is fun. I'm just... Because I was trying to look for the movie. Do you know her name... Just speaking of Tate, you know what uh-huh. her name is in the proposal? Margaret Tate. Hey, yeah, oh, there yeah. you go. Come Tate-y-tate. on. Tate-y-tate. We Tate-y-tate have dots. fun.
1: We have fun. Um, yeah. No,
3: sorry, Kevin. Continue. Oh, I was just... Yeah, it's just... Not to, not to, in which I was, I was looking while you were describing it. I was just like, does, does, does mecca have a Mecha Core list on Letterboxd? And he doesn't. I know. need I need to make, I know. It's a lot of pressure to, make, to, to we'll make
1: one, I feel like. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we'll, we'll make I'll one on the B tonight. side Letterboxd. We'll, we'll yeah. make like a whole mecca Core list. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it,
3: not to not to dissuade uh, Mechacore, because there's plenty of Mechacore movies that I quite enjoy, but I'm sure. like, allergic to this type of movie. Yeah, um, no,
2: I get it. I, do, I definitely get murder,
3: it. Murder by Numbers is more my jam, which is like a terrible movie, but I own it, and I have to. Now, Murder so. by Numbers, if I
2: <laughs> and I did not rewatch Murder by Numbers for this one, but I recall there being like a extended monkey attack mm-hmm. scene in the middle sure. of it. Yes. Uh-huh.
3: Uh, 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 what is it? Is it Chris Penn? Um, he's like the drug dealer, and she's investigating. And she goes out back behind his house. He's got like a And then baboon just a giant baboon yeah. attacks sure. her. She's in the hospital. They never
2: mention it again. No, nope. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well you do. Look, Bar- Bar- <laughs> Bar- Barbette Schroeder famously always sneaks a baboon into every one of his movies. You know, if you That's watch true. Barfly, he's in the back of the mm-hmm. corner there. And mm-hmm. if you watch, you know, any of his, you know, extreme <laughs> if, measures. If you watch before you know, and after, yeah. Mm-hmm. Before there's a baboon, after, after. there's a dead baboon. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, but yeah, so yeah, that's well said. I think, I think this is fully a movie where it's like, if you buy it, great. If you don't, don't. I yeah. understand what you're just saying about Sandra Bullock's performance. like, it's a very ethereal type of a screenplay directed type of a movie, right? Everything's kind of very like. It's meant. I feel like it's meant to be. I think one funny thing I forgot is mm. n- now that I have worked in Chicago a bit since I first saw the film,
1: mm-hmm. it
2: is actually a pretty good Chicago movie. Like, oh it's, yeah, no, it's, I mean it's literally it's a great all, looking Chicago it's a, movie, and like, it's
1: about an architect, so they use that as an excuse to be like, look at yeah, all the of Al Capone the beautiful, bar yeah. is like the bar they go to, yeah. you know, with the green whatever it's called, like yeah. which is still
2: there. Great, fun, kind of a touristy spot and like so that's nice no and I it's think a there are elements great, to it
1: it's a great chicago movie and i think too like there are certain things that don't pay off as well as they should in this mo- one of the mechanics in it is like she as kind of like proof almost f- from him she tells him like hey go to this train station on this day i left something on the bench that was like a gift that I love, right? Persuade, and persuasion. It, it, what, what she doesn't tell him is what it is, right? It's because he's just supposed to. That's the test, right? And so it's a copy of Persuasion. And then at the end of the movie, she's about to, like, leave. She's gotten back together with Dylan Walsh. She's about to, like, move out of her apartment. And she steps on a creaky floorboard and has had her last straw with it, supposedly, and pulls it open and finds Persuasion in there, Right. And it's a nice payoff, but I do think the movie does kind of a bad job at paying it off. Like, like that he gets it for. Her. He never tells her that he got it back, really, or doesn't even attempt mm-hmm. to give it back. And I guess either I was looking this up in the and I couldn't I haven't seen the original. So I don't know if this is just more of a thing in the original movie or if whoever wrote this meant like original version of this screenplay. But in the original screenplay. um. The creaky floorboard is more of a thing throughout the movie at some point. So it's this thing of just like, ah, I got to get that fixed. I got to get that fixed. And then in the end, it's like, fuck it. What is with this creaky fucking floorboard telltale heart? Well, just a little bit like it's just like a (laughs) telltale book. It's there all the time. She never (laughs) looks at it. And then she opens up the creaky floorboard and the book is there. Right. So. I think if things like that are and that a little more—that
2: is how Jane Austen sold Persuasion, right. back in the Of day. course, she, yeah. Certain. She put it she would in put, a put it under board, in, a, in, a, in a
1: floorboard. Because the movie does
2: thats why it's less popular than like Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility because uh, people just have I, less people. I will, than will say house. the movie yeah.
1: for all of its silliness, I think it's a fairly well edited movie, and I think it yeah. does a good job of keeping you of moving things along in a cinematically interesting fashion with the two timelines. Mm-hmm. While not necessarily getting too confusing, but the way persuasion gets in the floorboard was like the only thing that I was like, how the fuck did it get? Like you just there's never a scene where Keanu goes to her like Sneaks not, of not and... yet finished apartment or something and, and puts it in there or whatever. But other yeah. than that, I don't know. I think, yeah, I would describe this movie as like it's a perfect bottle of wine movie. Like it's like a perfect like you're just going to hang out on the couch. You're going to crack a bottle of wine and you're going to like have a cozy time um, is how I would describe this. So what's interesting is right. This movie does okay,
2: but certainly underperforms. And I think what's interesting is the proposal three years later is going to be kind of another comeback for her. So you have this interesting moment where she makes premonition the next year, kind of a thriller, a silly movie, interesting in its silly. own way, uh, so silly. kind of fun though, right? Right, Kevin, it's kind of fun, right? You know what you think? No, what? but uh, <laughs> proposal. Um, yeah. I, I honestly I, remember nothing. not much. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of it's a wild movie. Um, but one quick thing I'll just say is. Um, Doug McGrath, who just passed away sadly, directs *Infamous*, mm. which mm, is the yeah. other Truman Capote movie, oh, Capote yeah, which I mean, is a yeah. good movie, and unfortunately came yeah. out like within and she's months. Harp- she's of Harper, Harper Lee, Lee. and she's right. Harper, Harper Lee, yeah. and she's good in it. Yeah. And actually, yeah. like, kind of almost discounts a little bit my thing about *In Love and War* because that's obviously a period piece, and she is very good as Harper Lee in that movie. Catherine Keener plays Harper Lee in Capote. Yeah. Um, anyway, that good movie, small movie, *Infamous* check it out the proposal comes out huge 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 hit that same year huge year for her 09, right that's the proposal all about steve Lessso, but then obviously the blindside she wins her oscar two years later follows it up with a plum roll and extremely loud and incredibly close that movie kind of not you know i think there's a larger conversation to be had about adaptations of huge books and why they usually don't work it's got to kind of bonfire of the vanities like you know you you watch it and you're kind of like oh i can see how this book was really successful but like it just doesn't hold together as a movie i think she's pretty good in it um honestly but it doesn't really hold together um uh jeffrey wright's incredible in it though um 2 years later another huge hit Hermos McCarthy The Heat funny
1: movie Gravity ah, that same moves. year The Heat 2013 there go a huge the heat, movie The no. Heat has to this day one of the fucking best jokes I've seen in a movie in the last like 15 years which is the Tom F Wilson joke where oh, he's yes, like so. how old do you think I am and they're like I don't remember what the numbers are but they're like 58 and he's like I'm 37 yeah. I have a seven year old son who calls me grandpa. Calls me grandpa. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It's the way he delivers it. It's like such a fucking Well, because the joke uh, is Melissa McCarthy's has made his aged, life so hard. Yeah, horrible. has aged yeah. him or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's so fucking it's such a fucking good joke. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um
2: yeah, Gravity, same year, huge hit, great movie. Her, her biggest hit ever in 2015, Minions, watch out. And this is um, the only one like
3: post. 28 days later or 20 days it. later, 28 days that I haven't seen because it's fucking minions.
2: Minions baby. Um, as a father, I guarantee you, I, I will, I will say. soon watch, I will soon be watching minions. Um, so our brand is crisis 2015 yeah. directed by mm-hmm. David Gordon green written by Peter strong. Um, an adaptation of the documentary of Brandis Crisis from like 10
1: years earlier. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, oh, it feels like that kind of movie. I didn't know I didn't know that, but it feels exactly like that kind of movie. Yeah,
2: and it's basically that movie's about James Carville and his consulting firm. And obviously, Billy Bob is kind of playing a version like of Like a Carville. Carville type, yeah. Um, and basically, this movie is, um, like we said, was going to star George Clooney, Was George Clooney project. I think he was going to direct it. It kind of got repurposed and um you know, you, it's produced by Grant Heslov and George Clooney, right? And um it's essentially uh Sandy plays Jane Bodine, they call it Calamity Jane, who's retired from being a political cons- consultant um after like you know, kind of going a little nuts, as it were, dealing with their own personal things. She gets recruited by Anthony Mackey and Ann Dowd to basically come down to Bolivia to help the conservative candidate win, who yeah. was once the president, but was kind of lost slash ousted due to corrupt, scandalous things. And this far more progressive candidate is running and winning in the polls currently and nobody will take this job because this dude whose name is um is it castillo yeah yeah, yeah. castillo yeah. is castillo is the guy who um calamity jane sandra bullock is it's pedro castillo who's joaquin de almeida is the yeah. actor you you know mm-hmm. him um so he's losing by a lot. So they bring in the kind of, you know, last ditch Calamity Jane off off the bench. She agrees to do it because she needs the money. Slash Pat Candy, Billy Bob Thornton, oh. doing his best James Carville is her like nemesis. And he, she's never beat Pat Candy. So what you have is essentially kind of a very brutal cutthroat, you know, somewhat political satire somewhat political drama you know set in bolivia in which you have these two consultants you know you know facing up against each other playing as dirty as they possibly can to get their um their candidate elected now here's my first question (laughs) if she's backing the progressive candidate do you think the movie does better no, no, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, no. You don't think just for this type of audience, there's an off putting nature to like her supporting the conservative candidate? I don't think so because I think it benches
3: on that ending where she's like, oh, I'm no longer just, uh,
2: well, let me just say, let me just say, it, me it, just say it, the ending is the true, most. I was like so offended by the <laughs> ending the <laughs> most of this. Insane movie. I can't even it. describe it. It's the most insane you. shit. Uh, I could yeah. not
1: believe that they like filmed it, edited it. Presumably tested it, presumably. It does it, the movie does feel like that, doesn't it? Like this probably it had like four different endings and this was just the But one how do that you land? Like, on So basically yeah. we, we you don't want, need you to land do... on that
3: Pepsi commercial pretty much. That's well, what it is. Dude, yeah. dude, dude.
1: <laughs> it is, yeah, dude. It is. It's the equivalent of the
3: yeah.
2: Pepsi commercial. It yeah. is. I could not believe. Yeah. Like so we don't need to do much more setup or whatever. Basically yeah. they're facing off and the whole point of the movie is like shit gets dirty, people lie, who wins
1: wins, you know. And, and I think and she you... needs to support the conservative candidate though because that's part, she has to turn up. Yeah, the end that's too. part of the arc. The turn. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, see, I, I think see. she needs so, to do that because basically, yeah. you know, Castillo loses,
2: right? But he almost wins, and he like, or sorry, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm confusing it. Uh-uh. Apologies. In the documentary, <laughs> the conservative guy loses. Loses. But yeah. Yeah. Castillo wins. In our yeah. in our brand of crisis, Castillo wins, and the whole the whole point is, so she beats back Candy. Castillo kind of pivots to become this working man guy. He's kind of saying like, almost like Reagan-y shit, where it's yeah. like he, yeah, yeah. he's being he's being like, I'm I'm for the people. Right. I get what you're going through, and then not unlike Reagan or any sort of kind of you know that type of playbook, or like any sort of like Newt Ging- Gingrichy, you know, type of playbook. The minute they have the power, they're like, Okay, lobbyists come on in. Okay, United States, come on in. And so you have these Bolivian volunteers who like believe ultimately believe in the cause, saying to like Jane, like, what the fuck? Like he's gonna sell out, he's gonna sell the country like he did last time. And she's basically like, Yeah, dude, that's what they do every time. Like, get a life. And then, like two minutes later, is like, Uh you know what? Never mind. Here's because there are protests in the streets, right? And she joins the protests. And it you're makes like, no sense. It's not set whatsoever. It's
1: I don't know if this fixes the whole movie necessarily, but it's a better movie. If that's how the movie ends, if it ends with her being like, yeah, man, that's what happens all the fucking time. See, ya. like man, if, if you straight, straight like, up, wow, I think if you straight up let him? her pivot into just, well, no, the ending, right. The, if it's that ending in uh,
2: the scenes in the movie, right. It's like, yeah, if yeah that's yeah. the ending. They drive to the airport and then it's like you end where like she's alone. Yes. Again, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and nothing
1: has helped it. That's, you know, the end. Yeah. the right? movies. I mean, the movie's at least like, 15 percent better right like right. You're, sure you're, for sure yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure
2: i think also you know incredibly offensive patronizing ending aside which i will never
1: fully <sighs> it's get a over, very and crashy is like, ending and well, it's like a- so
2: so <laughs> like look, like i i i consider myself a fairly political like i like to think i know a little bit about what i'm talking about like it like the cra- the brazen crassness of that ending is like and it's funny because David Gorda Green I'm not very familiar with the new Halloween films but as that, I understand it like you can keep he it gets that way. a lot of shit for the brazenness of those films where it's
1: it's, it's there's a bit it's of an so on the well, nose it's a, about it's, the it's, it's yeah. a level right. of like it's just it's a
2: it's, yeah. not as smart Cynicism, as it th- it's not as smart as it right. thinks it
1: is too. It's like that. Mm, it's that kind of exactly. Thing. Like, it it sort of yeah. it sort of uh, condescends. Th- this movie does the same exactly. It just kind of condescends to you in a way that it's like, look at how fucking smart I am, and you're like, eh, are you? And then, like, and, I like yeah. and
2: you would say, and like in, in turn, it like belittles its own viewers, yes. right? Like, percent yeah. like, yes. the, yes. the thing yeah. about our brand is crisis is like it's it's so patronizing, right? It's yeah. like it's like. You think I'm an idiot? You think I'm a fucking idiot? Like
1: it's like what what what, what
2: movie do you think you're making like, right now? Like, you know, honestly, it's like yeah. very like, the, like
1: it, it's it's got like an Adam McKay vibe, but he somehow gets away with it. You know, like and I think that's I and think, also I, I think that McKay, McKay does not pull his
2: does not punches as much as
1: this, no, no no though. no no I, I don't think I, so. that's what I was gonna say I think I yeah. think and I think part of that is also an avenue of like he gets away with it by being like you know funnier, funnier and, quote, unquote, yeah yeah right like it's he gets away with it a little bit more because he can kind of window dress it with some better things right and i think the problem with this movie is it's not good enough you know it's not politically adept enough to be a functioning satire and it's not funny enough to like get away with not being good at that right like it's like yeah, yeah. i feel like i feel like um watching this movie it made me understand
3: people who don't like the newsroom so I feel like this is what <laughs> watching the newsroom to them feels like, which I I love the newsroom. I can't defend it, but it's just like that's what it felt like. It's just that's, like oh, this is what y'all feel because yeah, you can't it's s- understand the genius yeah Aaron Sorkin. Well, but here's yeah. the thing, though. <laughs> At the very least, I don't know. like <laughs> You
2: love dramatic dialogue sets to Coldplay, though, Kevin. Yeah, of I mean, course. You're, of course. Fairness, well, I mean, you throw it? a little fix you under something, and you got Emily <laughs> I, Mortimer I, yelling. My, like I, you know.
1: I'll say this though, like you know, I. I People can obviously take whatever amounts of Sorkin they want. If Sorkin writes this, it's at least oh, b- it's oh, better. Oh, it's a better, better. screenplay, oh, at least. You know, like it's like, well, a, not,
2: it's, like it's, it's also
1: just like more fun. That's the thing. Just, it's like this just it's right, not, like, it's yeah. not this movie is like a lesser
3: Ides of March, which is already like exactly. exactly. No, that is, yeah, that's
1: an indictment. I mean, the of common itself, denominator right, here, right, right. when yeah. you, Dan, when you reminded us at the top that this was a Clooney-produced movie, I, know. I was yeah. like, oh, that makes. Diana. Like look We love George here We love him We love right? George We love him No what, no person our, Who our has, has been In monster. front of the camera <laughs> Has been more Disappointing Behind the camera Than George Our sweet than, than our George sweet,
2: sweet Sweet money monster Our sweet
1: money monster George Here's Clooney.
2: what's funny About Clooney Clooney is interesting As a filmmaker Because Because His first two films Are very good Yeah And he had yeah. And he had Very like, little Like good money. and great like, like No but this, good, night, this cause was, cause was, was like, Is a great yeah. but, but this is what's <laughs> funny though <laughs> yeah. his first two films he really had to scrounge together to get them made yeah and the passions there and the economy and the efficiency yeah. and all these things and it's funny how ever since not that they're all huge budgets but like they're all healthier budgets right yeah yeah. yeah. you can literally see the machine getting in the way of the material yeah and it's so funny because it's like from Ides of March on right like Ides is like half of a good movie right and then it's like you can literally see like Monuments Men big Hollywood old-fashioned movie it's just nothing's lax yeah, any yeah. sort of tension yeah. any sort of ticking clock it's like very kind of like this lagging thing unfortunately for as interesting as that subject matter is Mm-hmm. And all and the then people. Just involved g- yeah. yeah. And then it oh, just yeah. gets to a point where he's literally just doing too much. Like like, you know, uh Suburbicon and and you know, these other films. Uh and even I, I'll admit, I I liked his pivot. Um I, Well, I like the I thought the Midnight Sky was an interesting pivot, actually. That I was behind. Uh, I and, think. And I, I, I would actually I like think to see him. I think he is good in that movie. I think the movie is yeah. interesting. Uh, I think the relatively. movie's
1: okay. I think Clooney actually gives a better performance than the movie he's directed. The Tens in of the, ah, the, the, the night Can Kevin,
2: can, can, can I tell you that? Um, and this is how stupid I am, which uh, like, uh-huh. I freely admit. Um, yeah, same. Co- Connor. When was this when the movie was coming out? Connor I don't know because like,
1: I, I rev- or I didn't I don't know if I reviewed it, I, but goes, I went Connor to a screening. Goes, it's so crazy because if you flip the tender ball
2: around. Right. I was like making a joke. Bar I was like, yeah, I was like and it's and I literally so- I <laughs> literally was like, Oh <laughs> yeah of course i never thought about that
3: and i never thought i think you mentioned that on an episode and i was just like i'm gonna pretend that my mind's not blown right because <laughs> i was literally like because i just said
2: five months i literally think connor was like are you the fucking you're my
1: best friend in the world but in that moment i couldn't i was like you fucking idiot are you are you dumber than a pile of rocks but
2: but so Anyway, yeah, I just Um, I think our brand is bringing it back to a brand is crisis. Yeah, it's very indicative of late later period, you know, Clooney as producer slash filmmaker. I think that's unfortunately not a compliment. I think, yeah, look, Sandy has a propensity. You know, maybe Kevin, you want to mention the Unforgivable for a second, which I know you have (laughs) seen, but like, I think she has a propensity with her more like you know, um, topical films to maybe be attracted to like a broader sense of 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 scope, you know, and, and I think Mm -hmm. that's not uncommon for, you know, bigger movie stars. You know, I think, you know, even, even a Jane Fonda, right. Who I think has done a lot of great work, you know, you know, coming home looks a, a lot broader now than it did in 1978. Right. And I think that's not uncommon. I think that's not necessarily the worst thing. I think broad messages do can, can affect good g- positive influence, sure, sure. even even if it's at a shallower level. All of that being said, our brand is crisis, just does not hold any weight at all. And even when she delivers the title line, it doesn't feel like it's enough. <laughs> She's like, Our brand
1: is crisis. What we're selling? What we're selling? Is
2: Sandy. Even though I do like her in this movie. No, I don't a that's bit.
1: I guess what I was saying before. And I, I guess don't, bring
2: it back to what Kevin's saying. It's yeah. like kinda no matter what, it's like even in an ad for the yellow pages, you'd be like, you know, Sandy kind of crushed that. That's ad, what I'm saying that's what I'm saying. Yeah like,
1: yeah. like I think this movie, what I was mentioning before is that I do think this movie at least knows how to cater to her strengths as a performer, and they are many, right? As we've said. Like it's Yeah, it's the bur- like yeah. the burnt yeah. out hair, the tired yeah. eyes. It's a little bit of a different performance, but it's still kind of that
2: sardonic, you know, I'm above yeah. this, why am I here? Like, you know, I'll, you know, give me the, Zoe Kazan, by the way, what's happening with the character? What, like, she what is happening? Yeah. Like she's, uh, she's young. They, they bring yeah. her in as like an X factor and she just yeah. translates. You're like, is that what yeah. it is? She speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. You couldn't yeah, find anybody it. who speaks Spanish. <laughs> uh, Scoot McNary. We love a Scoot, but not in this movie, unfortunately. Um, Mitchell, Kevin, Mitch, Mitchell Beaufry, uh informed me why his name
3: is Scoot. And it's because when he was little, he used to scoot his butt on the carpet all the time oh, his dad would call him scoot right now what's his what's, his
1: what's his birth
2: name it's like
1: john scott. Scott. it's scott scott <laughs> scoot scott scoot scott scoot tater tot oh. no his real name is john oh. yeah and, uh, and you go by uh, scoot it's better. I
3: mean, John McNary. Yeah, that sounds like a
1: like a, a villain. McNary's a good last name. So like John McNary could still be a stage name, but John, definitely oh, this, a different bro, actor bro, than Scooter. Or middle but, name, Marcus.
2: Marcus is his middle name. Marcus, Marcus McNary. Marcus. Marcus, Marcus, Marcus McNary is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Marcus McNary. He doesn't look like a Marcus though. No, he looks like a Scooter. <laughs> he's a Scooter. He's a Scooter. Yeah, he's Scooter. Yeah, he's a Scooter. So Kevin, yeah. real quick. Unforgivable. What's your vibe on that one? What do you think about Un Unforgivable? Okay, so can I let me just is she is, is she unforgivable in the film?
3: She's not very. I don't think she's bad, but she's just not when when she really has to give it. It's really, it's not the best. But it's I over will, a
2: little overwrought, maybe.
3: Yeah, because I want to just kind of discuss like the last like ten years of her career. So, please, please, floor uh, yours. like I think like around 2010, 2011 um she finally gets her application to adopt children yes and you know that takes so much precedence where pretty much the only thing she's in she's either like actively producing and like it's taking years apart and whatnot and that's still why 10 years later after the lost city that even though her kids are now like 13 14 she still is just like i am a mom i still want well, to raise my kids and you know? she
2: gave that interview where she talked about like days before she won the oscar she had the first baby it was, it, was, yep. it was like in her house. And,
3: and she was like, I don't want to she's be like, here. Yeah, I like, just I do not want to
2: receive my Oscar. I would rather be home with my baby. Yeah, yeah, of course. Just, of she, course. She's yeah. the
3: sweetest. That's that's so just so amazing. But it's very the past 10 years have just been so ish, where it's just like she doesn't have to be you know she doesn't it's not like where it's like oh it's a speed 2 I gotta be in this so that I can do this like these are all like I assume she's producing them they're very much passion projects and besides like a bullet train which I've heard she's
2: barely in she's always the lead train, of
1: train you know what I mean just oh, go yeah, on.
2: man. well that was a tit for tat favor right because Brad Pitt cameos in Lost City
1: yes right and so yes. she cameos not even really tit for tat because he's got like an extended scene well, and, like, it's but
2: like she, 10 minutes yeah. but, but she she, mm. she does voice over through the whole movie. Right. But she recorded. Oh, she, re- she recorded that she, in fucking two hours. She's she like, in, she in the last scene. There's like a f- f- 30 uh, okay. minute walk okay. and talk at the end.
3: Yeah. Right. So but but basically like um basically the past ten years like I really can't find anything prior to that where it's just drama. Like there's yeah, no yeah. laughs. Right. Like in like a 28 days um uh, she's 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 really good at when she's just dramatic enough where then, because her chops are obviously in comedy. She could do a little dramatic, but if she's full dramatic, like in Bird Box, which is not good, and then The Unforgivable, which is just like you gotta give me something else and it's I gotta not tell, even like i,
2: I kind of like i yeah. kind of like bird box i'm sorry no you do I, yes man. i do i kind of like it come yeah. on i'm it's... sorry i'm sorry <laughs>
3: I've, I've i love been it wrong i love before. a
2: suzanne beer i love a suzanne beer <laughs> anyway continue
3: so. i've been wrong before it's fine uh but yeah it's just like it's not even like i'm watching this and i'm like why isn't this movie like miss congeniality it's just yeah. like there's a there's a limit to her seriousness, and I feel like Unforgivable is just not there. Like I see, I see, yeah, uh, yeah, and like of course, like the Lost City, it's just like that's that's what she's known for. She's great in it. Right, it's a fine movie. She's great in it. it has hell, great chemistry yeah, and all hell, that stuff. Helps that she has a, a charismatic co- co-star too. In Lost oh yeah, City. yeah. yeah. And that's just like if she wasn't like pretty much soft retired, it's just like give me another sequel on Paramount Plus in two years. I'll sure. watch the hell out sure. of it. Right, but yeah, like Oceans Eight, like i feel like that should work better than it actually does but then like something like gravity is just great where it is dramatic but it plays to a different type of dramatic extent where it, like something like the unforgivable she's just meant to be very stoic she's keeping so much inside until the very end where she's screaming at biola davis about the stupid twist ending of that movie and it it just doesn't work like is the, something I, like is gravity the,
2: is the twist that she is forgivable
3: yeah, but just not in everybody
2: else's <laughs> eyes, only oh, in her eyes, because she knows the truth. Wow. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh,
3: it turns oh, shit. into who shot Mr. Burns part two really quick.
2: Um, but she was the yeah. life of the party
3: before she got a life. That is true. Um, but like, even like something like where she wins an Oscar in The Blind Side, she's still funny in The Blind Side. And right. Well, that's think. the thing
2: I was going to say. The Blind Side gets a lot of shit, and it should. I get why. But I think she's she, not bad. Her performance. Bad. She is very funny. And it's a very, like, I think, relatable performance. Like, Mm. that is a great mom performance. Right. Like, and I do think there's a lot of moms who I know and a lot of moms that many moms know. And you're like, that's Mm -hmm. a mom. that's a mom. And I do – and I I don't mean that I'm not being cutting. I'm not being, like, facetious. Like, I honestly think, like, it's a very good performance. Would it have – for history, would it be nicer if she won for Gravity? Sure, but yeah, yeah. I think you know, the, you know, the racial politics of that movie are its own, you know, crash adjacent thing. Yeah, but I, but I do think, I mean, honestly, the the worst part about The Blind Side is that the the dude the movie's based on is like, it's like I'm, is I wasn't fake. mentally, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. like the movie does portray him as you know um, like some
3: simpleton yeah, is yeah like like her around like, because like, he doesn't co- know better like
2: like cognitively disabled right yeah, yeah. it's like that's not true <laughs> yeah. like you know like that dude was like no that's not what it was like and i think that's the worst How could john part hancock it? just that's just the worst portray us it. that way yeah that's yeah. the worst part of it but
3: but yeah. on the mom tip i will say that like she's played like what's great about her being so involved in producing her own movies is she is at i believe she's like 58 right now mm. and she's playing a mom like two times yeah like yeah right so like the unforgivable she plays a surrogate mom to like a younger sister but bird box she's actively playing a mom and then extremely loud and incredibly close and then blindside and then there's not much more than that right. i
1: really don't think right so it's just like that's great that Practi- it's like she's practical making them- magic uh she's technically a mom although the kids kind of like pop in and out of that movie where i'm kind of like Yo, you're a mom though. Like you like, you gotta like, mm-hmm. like where are your kids? Like I, I do love that there's yeah. that period of time where Griffin Dunn was just directing. Like, that movie
2: addicted to love. Uh, addicted yeah. Let's go. Uh, under uh, un- I think kind of, un- kind of an underrated, <laughs> deranged movie. Practical magic, also, also deranged. An underrated, <laughs> yeah. deranged movie. You know, <laughs> deranged, <laughs> the whole Gorn Vishnet part yeah, of that movie like, is so insane. He's like, like a old, zombie guy. There's a
1: movie. lot going on there. And like that, everyone is just like, like, look, I mean, I just defended a movie with a magical time traveling mailbox and said don't worry about it uh-huh. so i yeah. get those but like rewatching practical magic last night everyone's just like oh yeah witches like they're just like like aiden quinn yeah. aiden quinn's the only one who's like witches you know like and everyone else in the town is like yeah well you yeah. like, shut up aiden quinn. You, get out. you know how witches <laughs>
2: um i do love anyway. that stalker channing eats in that movie like she like i, <laughs> y- 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 I stalked so rarely is allowed to really chew and i think like yeah you know 6 degrees of separation practical magic the business of strangers all very different movies She's like working with an E. Yeah. Like, and you're like Stockard, get go get it. Go get yeah. go get your man. Go get your man. She's yeah. got that weast to balance her out in practical yeah, magic. Yeah, we love a weast. We, we love, love a weast. Yeah. <laughs> we love oh. a waist. Yeah. Practical magic definitely kind of on the periphery of a B side, probably A minus side. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Kevin, that's well said. I think, yeah, and I think almost to your point, the last 10 years, she's made less, but they've been very successful years oh yeah and i think it almost speaks positively to her as a producer and like and still a movie star like well and somebody who harnesses her own destiny where it's like she's not gonna make you know like you said speed two love potion number nine right you know and even the unforgivable you know or bird box right which maybe are less successful are huge for netflix right so she's even knowing where her bread is buttered. They, they
3: tell us Unforgivable was successful, but... Well, same thing with, with Bird Box. Just... You're,
2: like, you're like, no, but well, People would not shut up about Bird I don't bird know, Box but yeah, Bird Box was, of, yeah. was huge. I had like every family member extended be like, yo, you seen Bird Box? And I was like, yo, yeah, yeah bro, I've seen Bird Box, dude. And the way they dropped it around the holidays was very smart. Very smart. It. The, the yeah. whole Bird Box, they got a credit where credit due. The, they, that was... That was a water cooler, like kind of a rare water like cooler un- Netflix. Unforgivable.
3: Movie. It's like her first movie in three years, and I feel like it pretty much just came and went. Yeah,
2: that might be more true. That's true. Yeah, that, but, that might but
3: when she comes back, like Ocean's Eight was huge, Bird Box is huge, mm. Last City, you know, it made like it wasn't like huge, huge, but it made like oh, it I mean, made money, yeah, made money. Well, yeah. look
2: as we're looking as we approach kind of our ending, we should say like they are trying to make Ocean's Nine, right? So I think, yeah. you know. You probably will see her return for that, and I think obviously in a perfect world you get George Clooney to come in and you know do a little moment
1: crossover,
2: you know Debbie Have and De- 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 Danny Ocean yeah. popping in, and you know I yeah. love a brotherly, uh, sisterly.
1: Honestly, Sandy, Sandy can just... we
2: sneak? Can we sneak
1: Keanu in, a la Ocean's Thirteen? Maybe James <laughs> like to a... play the villain as like a yeah, as like an Andy Garcia like... adjacent. Like whatever. Yeah, get a get a. Because th- I will say, I know Kevin. I know you hate the lake
2: house. Um, but I want it. I want a third. Uh, I want a third
1: Keanu. I mean, I'm gonna sa- be. Per- I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I want a. Th- <laughs> I want a third speed. Like Ooh. I. I would look. Then look. This is low hanging. Where are they gonna? Wh- and, what are they gonna put it on? No, we're, they're gonna put it on a fucking plane. Ooh. And no, 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 I, so Gavin, can Mee, we get, get, can we get shout, Jerry no, 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 no. On board, sh- shout out to shout out to Gavin Mevious. We, they are, they either, I mean, she did bullet train, but she didn't get to go on the train. So Kevin, like, did
2: you, have you, you've been on mixed reviews? You
1: have, you yes, yes, have uh, for Julia. Sh- shout oh, out, nice, nice. shout out to Gavin Mevious. Gavin and I workshop. We, we workshopped Speed three years ago, right? Okay. So okay, okay. so Speed 3. slow day at the office. It's yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, <laughs> and and so we workshop Speed three years ago. It's Sandy. It's Keanu reunion, sure. right? Classic. That's the selling point. Right? Can we
2: get Joe? Can we get Joe M back? The Warren? bad
1: guy. The bad guy is Dane DeHaan. And and Dane DeHaan is now a fucking (laughs) like mad bomber. But he was Jeff oh, well, Daniels' son who blames Keanu Jack for, for his death. Yeah. For his death. I and of like so that. He, he masterminds a position yeah, to like so get a little
2: diehard three. Yeah, game. yeah,
1: exactly. A 100 million, 10%. And you either put it on a train or you put it on a plane, right? Whatever. You figure that out. I but, like
2: plane
1: more but than the, train. But the selling point is it's Sandy, it's Keanu, they're back together. And yeah, and then, and put then you put it on a plane, and way. it has to stay at a certain elevation. but you call it fucking like speed altitude or whatever. Like you, you got
3: turbulence. Come on. Well,
1: turbulence yeah. is already isn't it is a that movie? I think HBO was going to see Ray Liotta? Ray, 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 so Ray, so Ray Liotta, okay. yeah.
2: really R.I.P. Lauren Holly film, right? Turbulence.
1: But anyway, that I feel like that's the thing you gotta. I think that's that's the thing I would want in terms of in this world where she's like. Only going to come out of semi-retirement for like the oceans nines of the worlds and whatever, mm-hmm. and in a world where you know Keanu's wrapping up John Wick and whatever, like yeah, I don't know. G- right. Give me, give me Speed Three. Like I would, that would, I would love that. I, I mean, eat, look, eat yeah, I, I agree. I mean, are yeah. you not going to, like, give if me those disagree. are the movies we're going to get now, give me that at least. Like, yeah. I think yeah. we have earned it. Like,
2: <laughs> well, and I guess as we kind of approach the ending, Kevin, is there anything you know? Obviously, a big Sandra Bullock lover, uh, mm-hmm. as you are. Like, would you want a Miss Congeniality 3? Do you want to see her do something else? Is there anything you haven't seen her do that you wish you'd seen her do? Or Put her... I mean, I'm always going to
3: say this. Put her in a horror movie.
2: Oh, a horror movie? Sure. Oh, that's never a good been a horror idea. movie. She's never been I in a horror movie. I am not saying
3: Miscongeniality 3 because Miss Congeniality 2 exists. Sure. No. <laughs> not yeah. a great movie. But
2: yeah, sure. but yeah no horror movie. Give that's interesting. a horror interesting. movie. A horror... Well, bird but bird box being the closest thing.
3: Yeah, right? sure. True, true, true,
2: true.
1: I no. guess but, but, premonition um, and murder by numbers as well. Those
2: <laughs> numbers didn't murder enough for I'm me. Just, yeah, yeah. It's not uh, not those are hard. I would say They're those thrillers. are more thrillers. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. thrillers. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Bird box certainly is like there is a monster. There are horrific moments. Like you, you know, there is suspense. Like, but you're right. Like, not a true, like, yeah, like Sydney like Prescott. Get her in. Get her in. Blah, in, in, an Ari, in an Ari
1: Aster movie as the psychological yeah. heart yeah yeah. Yes. That.
2: well you know it's funny that's actually she's very traditional in that way too where like she has not done enough of like you know fur an imaginary portrait of right. Diane Arbus right yeah. like I think that that would be a cool like go a little wild Sandra Bullock like yeah, make do a like one. a you know, yeah, work with, like, you know, Sally Potter, work with, you know, work with Suzanne Beer again, but, you know, do something weird in Denmark, right? Like, you know, like, that type of a thing, I think. Yeah. She really hasn't done that. That would be kind of a cool thing. I don't know that she would now, I guess, but, you know, you know, like, yeah, just do, like, a chamber piece, you know, you know, thriller of the mind, you know, a horror movie, you know, wait until dark, you know, or whatever, you know, like, oh, wow. You know, that, that would, would be cool. Us. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I would love to see that actually. That's a great, yeah. that's a great thought. Um, Connor, what about you? Anything you're dying to see from I think mine semi-retired would be the,
1: Sandy? The, mine would be the speed thing is the easy thing, but, sure um, plane, but I, speed you, you, you mentioned, two, mentioned the three, plane turbulence. Yeah. You mentioned the oceans nine thing. And I would say, I, I think, uh, Steven Soderbergh could do wonders with her. So, I think, or or how about you bring Gregory Jacobs back, right? Who's sure, Soddy's guy,
2: yeah, did Steven Soderbergh himself, yeah, 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 <laughs> and um
1: and yeah, I would I would see that, just yeah, yeah I mean. just some kind of like, because that I think is something, it's it wouldn't be as out there as working with like, I uh, probably a more like riskier director, you know, but I do think Soderbergh could put her in a kind of like you know, Kimmy and, or Logan, just some kind you know, almost like a, my, our, our our brand is crisis, but like better. Like, I think, you know, you could find her something like that that I think would work better. I would love to see it. Um, Kev
2: in, remind us one more time about almost major what you got going on as we, as we wrap up here.
3: Yeah. Um, so we're about the midpoint of the, Lionsgate movies we're going to be covering for almost major uh coming up soon dan you're gonna you're gonna bum rush our confidence episode hell yeah dude um you're also going to be coming on for wonderland and the cat's meow
2: yes Um, wonderland interesting movie that'll be fun to talk about
3: yeah um but yeah confidence in the cooler there's uh there's still, you still got like big horror movies like Saw and Cabin Fever to go through and stuff like that. Um, definitely wanted to space out a little bit, but it's been, it's been really, really good. I've just, especially after Artisan, which there's a lot of, there's a lot of hits, but there's so many misses in Artisan's catalog and the the misses are, even if you don't want to watch the movies, you can list our episode because they're baffling, like the Jerry Springer movie or etc. Right. Um,
2: right well the highs are so high right cuz you have like belly right but yeah. then it's witch right 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 yeah. yeah and then yeah like Lionsgate, you got a american psycho you know what you would got, be a yeah. good you know what would be a good one i'm sure you guys have it on your on your docket at some point mm. 90s new line oh with new line like mike, like, like mike deluca like you know like whiskey mm, yeah. mike deluca new line like Right around Boogie Nights, but like Teenage Mutant, right? Like all, yeah. all of that weird shit where they were like the new kid on the block who was like changing the industry. Yeah, you know? with like New Line, that would be something that like
3: I don't know because we'd probably do it up until like Lord of the Rings because that's when it's just like well, right? I would say yeah, nine right, <laughs> but, like yeah, but before yeah, it becomes something you know, like that. It would be cut into like three different. Cause that's a there's lot, and there's there's so many, of, there's a, there's yeah, so many yeah. good stuff. Same with like Miramax, that would be so much, and like, and then with New Line you have Fine Line as well, and
2: that's that's yeah, a fun fine thing, line could it's be just, its own thing, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, just, see all those ninety specialty like October films, Fine October Line. Films, yeah, um, there's a couple. There's like the Hollywood are, Pictures. Hollywood Pictures are so yes. interesting, right? Like Touchstone, right? When it was like you know more officially, it's still Disney, but like back when it was like. Disney was like actually making adult movies under that Touchstone mm-hmm. banner in the night 90- like oh, that's yeah. all interesting to me. Um yeah, yeah that's right. why well, it's such a good it's such a good idea for podcasts cuz you can really like you're really touching on every corner of the industry which is so cool. I know. Um, and it's just so exciting that
3: we're uh we're about a year and a half into it and we've done Artisan and Lionsgate which are not like the biggest ones but there's big movies there and then there's interesting little ones. We still have New Line and Miramax and if we want to get into like it's like technically a Warner Independent. Is it technically mini major? Yeah. But it will we'll work around that because it'll still be uh, similar enough. But like, there's just so much more to dig up. And well, then even like you can such get into story like, behind them all.
2: Yeah, you you like know, expand you your definition. Get into Golden globus, Get into Polygram. It's like all these like Polygram. You know, I mean, yeah. you're kind of expanding a definition at that point. But I mean, it's cool. But that's all cool, interesting. You know, off off kilter stuff, right? It's like yeah um anyway yeah really cool stuff um thank you thanks for coming on this is a long time coming. yeah thank very you very cool to absolutely. talk absolutely thank you, guys with
3: you so much
2: um we we accept your lake house disdain uh graciously and i will tell you this your love and referencing of miscongeniality, I, I am mm-hmm. gonna go back and rewatch it because I do. It's so funny. I kind of was meaning to, and then I just didn't. Well, it's not a B side, so I just didn't get around to it. But now I'm like, you know what? I got a freaking. You know, we love a Ben Bratt. We love a. Oh, Michael. Yeah. Look, love it's a not Michael too kind. hot. It's
1: not too hot. It's not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. It's, it's great. It's 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 not.
3: I mean, it's not like a, a top tier comedy, but it's just so. enjoyable. It's enjoyed. pretty cool. Like it's
0: people,
1: pretty funny though,
3: like it's very yeah. funny it's it's what the layman would call a guilty pleasure but no it's just no comfort no food, it's better okay
1: yeah it's a it's movie.
3: comfort food yeah. so yeah that's 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 one that I yeah, old, min, old
2: reliable himself donald petrie you know what i mean a dude who talked <laughs> about just a down the middle guy just a yeah you know director of little italy director of the original i think didn't he do the original oh no 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 i'm sorry he did Oh, Connor! You know what he directed, bro? Mm. Uh, welcome to Mooseport, bro! <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow! Shout out! Wow. Shout out um, that and makes how to a lot. Lose a guy in ten days, which oh. is a huge, huge hit. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, Kevin, thank you so much, Connor. Thank I will, you. I will. Well, actually, also, Kevin, where can people find you on, on Twitter? <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to suffer
3: through me talking about new metal and referencing Anaconda for the twentieth time <laughs> and still thinking it's funny, uh, it's Kev Bonesy on Twitter, and then. But above all that, just follow almost major on at almost major. Just, just yeah. do that instead yeah, actually, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And, um, as always at DJ Mecca, um, hope you enjoyed the Oscar coverage that came before this and plenty more to come after and Connor as ever
1: over to you to close us out. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at scruffy looking. You can follow this podcast on Twitter, Facebook and letterbox at TFS side. And, uh, Yeah, we have uh, some fun things we're still putting in place, uh, like uh, an episode uh, on the B-sides of Russell Crowe, an episode on the B-sides of Orlando Bloom. So those will be coming in some order as we kind of lock that stuff in. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, Otherwise, uh, you can catch me occasionally writing for the film stage as of this recording. uh, Last week, I published a review on Creed 3. Pretty good movie. And uh, I believe as this comes out, I will have published my review on John Wick Chapter 4, which you can check out as well. Other than that, as always, uh, thank you to Adam Blotner for our theme music. And uh, Dan, you know, I'd love to come and visit you sometime, but I can't because I got my license revoked. For
2: speeding.
1: You should have put on your
2: cruise control. (laughs) From (laughs) inside And now you're listening to the
3: B-Side.